You're listening to Dynamo's Dozen. With your host, Ian the Dynamo Kelly. Welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, the podcast that I bring you each and every single week where I will talk about whatever may be on my mind from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, music, movies, muesli, fresh socks and jocks and everything in between, never forgetting the talc. This is Dynamo's Dozen and this week I have Gordon Rochford from Those Conspiracy Guys, one of the most successful podcasts Anywhere on the planet where we are going to talk about a host of different conspiracy theories from Michael Jackson to cannibalism to everything in between. This is going to be a very special show. I've been trying to get Gordon on the show for a number of uh, number of months now, um, maybe the best part of a year. And Gordon has found the time to uh, appear on Dynamo's Dozen as we talk about a host of different uh, interesting um Theories on Michael Jackson, um, cannibalism, um, serial killers, different types of things to gauge your interest. Um, So I hope you do enjoy this episode with Gordon today. He's a wealth of knowledge and I do encourage everybody to go to those conspiracy theory guys um, and check them out. They're available everywhere. Apple Podcasts, um, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you listen to your audio Earhole blastage, um, go and check it all out, and um, I'll put some links in the uh, in the, in the uh, podcast once it's up and shared, and all that kind of great noise. And you're really gonna enjoy this episode. I gotta say, Gordon uh, is is a really really articulate guy. Um, he really really dives deep into his product. So anything he ever talks about, um, he really does kind of know pretty much everything um, about whatever topic it is that he will talk about because he really dives deep into the world of conspiracy theories. I do encourage you all to go and check them out. Um, those conspiracy guys, they've got a got a uh, great um, website that you can go check out, thoseconspiracyguys.com. Um, and like I say, thousands upon thousands of hours um, worth of conspiracy theories um, that they have in their back catalogue, um, and it's really, really tremendous, and I guess without further ado, I'm going to get each and all of you sexy guys and gals out there to uh, sit back, get ready, open up your mind, and dive into the world of conspiracy theories. Welcome to the show, Gordon Rochford. Tell us conspiracy guys, you're here, finally. Hello, yes. It's uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. I've been trying to get you on now for the best part of a year. You finally uh, you finally succumbed to my uh, 
my requests. <laughs> you, you, sure, when you were you were you were sending like uh, tips of fingers in the post, and I still have all my fingers, so I don't know where you got them, but uh, it eventually convinced me through uh, force majeure to come on the show. It wasn't from the uh, Sligo area, I assure you. <laughs> just get them in the butchers. Yeah, we just did an episode on we just did an episode on cannibalism. So that's all that's in my head now is delicious, you know, bits of meat. Bingo it. wing, bingo wing, pork chops, and ah. Uh, so, oh, but uh, no, it's good to it's good to be here. Yeah, no, listen, I really appreciate it. Um, it's funny because you kind of, you almost, I'm I'm someone, I'm definitely a guy for segueing, um, and I know you are too from your show, a hundred percent. So that's going to happen a lot here. Uh, <laughs> but I got to start off with that, like the cannibalism one must have been really interesting because, like, how do you actually do research on on that? Like, where where do you begin? And, and you start by f- by freaking out a load of butchers in uh, in Chicor and Rialto. Um, yeah, yeah, they're not into it. Um, no, it's the country. I think that are into it. With this is it. I, I got a load. Like I put up the episode right, and I got a load of um, extra suggestions. Like there's, a, you know what I mean. When you when you pick a conspiracy topic, you pick something. It's always somebody's favorite thing. Yeah, there's always maybe. Yeah. And with the audience that we have now, which is up in six figures, like uh, there's always about two dozen people who are like, "You finally did the topic that's my favorite favorite thing." <laughs> so cannibalism, we did. Um, I wanted to go through the main, the yeah, the basic science of it. I, like when I researched the show, I want to find out about like uh, everything that's on the internet possible. But sometimes for something that's so broad, you can't really. And I got a lot of messages about like some Japanese lad that we left out, and there's another lad in Scotland that we left out, and like stories of cannibals that that got caught. Uh, the guy in Japan like ate like seventy people, and he only ever spent wow. four years in jail. Yeah, I, I I can't remember the name of it now. Sagura Sakawa or something like that is your man's name. And uh, I got ten messages on Facebook. People are like, "Can't believe you did a cannibalism episode, and you didn't even talk about this guy." Like that's one oh one. And I'm like, "Okay, I went as deep as Google would let me go, and I didn't find that guy." So it's not exactly, you know, uh, front page material. So the cannibal but for cannibalism, actually, we went. The cannibal fans have their favorite cannibals, basically. I I, I think it's like footballers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's the same, the same cunt in the same boots, shorts, socks, jersey, but like. You know, he plays for a certain team, or he, you know, he does a certain thing in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. It's all just kicking a ball with your foot. Yeah. But uh, cannibalism stuff. Uh, when I went deep into it, like it was, it was more about the science and about like the nature of humanity and sure. how dehumanizing something like that can be, but also sometimes how necessary it could be. So we went on like that the Argentinian football team that crashed and uh, the movie Alive was made from it, yeah, and yeah, we talked yeah. about. Um, eating human meat and what that does to your guts and how uh, when the proteins from the meat are processed by your food or by your body uh, like the food turns into uh, um, uh, like misaligned or folded proteins that end up going into your brain and they yeah they end up uh, basically giving you a Kreutzfeldt-Jakob disease or some kind of degenerative like it's like do you know when you feed your cat cat food yeah. as a kitten and it gets bigger like all the cat food that you give it its body is basically made out of like pro- the proteins that are processed by the cat food so your cat is essentially made of cat food yeah sure so yeah, like yeah. we are made of of you know uh, taco fries and fucking chicken fillet burgers or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and 
you know, people who are super fit, like, at, you know, you, you, you have all the wrestlers on there. They're probably, you know, have their fucking alarm clock, their watch set, their Apple watch set for like, bip, 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 small box of steamed chicken and broccoli. Uh, and in two hours, you get to enjoy, you know, a, a nice cold glass of milk. You know, it's like yeah. regimented eating and your Followed body knows when it's going to take the stuff in. Down the hatch hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 um, you're, you're giving fuel to your body. So if you're giving fuel that's of, your own species, sure. you know, apparently it, it wrecks your wrecks your guts, wrecks well, your brain. They, and other animals... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. So, like, other animals in the animal kingdom do it. Like, for for mad cow disease, it was because the farmers were giving mulched up, like, uh, offal to cows and other stuff. Mm. But the cows were eating their, their brethren and ended up getting, like, degenerative brain diseases, which were then being metabolized in the broken proteins in the human food and the broken proteins went into humans' brains and you ended up getting mad cow disease or CJD, Kreutzfeldt-Jakob disease. So, like, you really have to be careful about what you put in your body. But then, of course, if you're fucking out in the middle of the ocean and it's you and four other lads, you're kind of drawing straws to see who's going to get it or else everyone dies. You're the boys, aren't you? I mean... Like, they're eyeing you. It's a primal thing, like... They're eyeing you. Of course. Do you know what I mean? Cut a few rashes off of me, man. I've a big belly. It'd be fucking looking all sexy. And yeah, Rochford pork belly. Yeah, it's fucking sizzling away in the sun. But I think I think it's a primal thing. It's a survival thing. And yeah, by by all accounts, mostly the the cannibalisms I found the stories of it were of survival rather than of malice. There was one lad who got a fellow over to his house because uh, he wanted them. The guy wanted someone to chop off his dick and cook it and eat it. That happened. Yeah, really. A German lad. Did it really happen? Yeah. Oh, holy shit, man! It really happened, and he, he cut off his Mickey and he sliced up in bits and he fried <laughs> it on a pan with a f- <laughs> with a few scally- a few scallions and a bit of champ and and uh, he ended up overcooking it and then he ended up having to give it to the dog. So a fella came over oh, as his dying wish was to have his dick chopped off and cooked, and your man overcooked it and fed it to the fucking dog. Like, imagine. Depending on the German porn star that we're talking about, it could look like a scallop, yeah. possibly. Depending on the width of the, yeah, you know, real nice uh, German German uh, uh, blood sausage. Schlanger, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> One thing actually, it just actually reminded me. Do you remember that film, um, The Book of Eli? Remember that scene when they go? To oh the yeah, I love that. And they start fucking like they have the shakes and shit. That freaked me. The that's fuck that's. Out, man. That's the neurological degenerative disease. You get, so you end up getting legit, the shakes. Like, that's why, yeah, it's legit. It's okay. the folded prions. They're called. They're like broken proteins in the brain, <laughs> and they. It means that you can't. There's, there's the electrical signals can't be sent to the muscles properly, mm. and it's the opposite of stem cells. This is like the the sofa science they call it. So, so stem cells are like are like the the wide open. Like they're like the. Um, uh, uh, they're the flashing cursor of uh, cells, so there can be any letter of the alphabet. Yeah. Whereas, like uh, the folded prions are that w- are like amp- all ampersands, or they're all. Do you know you get that when you download something off the internet, and it's like a, all mad symbols that you can't make with the keyboard. Yeah. So, like you can you can make anything out of these stem cells, but the folded prions are like broken proteins. Okay. 
So like stem cells, you can take, they're taking them to, to cure Parkinson's and cure neurological diseases by uh, putting them into the body and allowing the brain to regenerate around the stem cells, whereas the broken proteins are being taken in as if they were good and being put, uh, they're like load-bearing proteins, but they're fucked up and broke. And that's why the lads would be shaking, you know, the, the two old people in the house, your one's bringing over the tea and she's shaking and she's yeah. going, here you go. Like expecting them to go down into the trap door and to eat people. So, like, that's why those um, cows with uh, mad cow disease were shaking. Remember the news reports from the 90s? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, and they were, yeah. they were coming in the thing and they weren't able to walk. They were shaking like shitting dogs. It's because their, their brains are fucked up. That's crazy, man. Like, and yeah. I, I mean, one of all of our favorite cannibals, I'm sure people um, that would have favorite cannibals, <laughs> as we were speaking about earlier, um, I'm sure Jeffrey Dahmer. He was he was a, uh, a very inquisitive um, uh, cannibal. Exploratory. Exploratory. Yeah, he 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 loved, uh, he loved the idea of zombies, which I thought was fascinating. I mean, open. <laughs> he 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 wanted what he wanted to do was make make a human that would do what they were told. Don't like do off. what he wanted, and it's mostly <laughs> it's mostly about um, I'm, for those I'm guys. It's most I'm that human. My missus will tell you that that's been fucking discovered. <laughs> she, if she's let, if she's let, tell you. Right, well, there we the go. lick at the back of the hand. But which with Dammer, like I didn't go too far into it on the cannibalism episode because we have an episode on Dammer sure, uh, yeah. as part of the true crime it is. series. Yeah, and. Um, Dammer's a weird one. Like he, he, uh, it's a perfect example of control. So in any kind of sexual assault, like we're talking about Ted Bundy, or we talk about Ed Kemper, or we talk about the the Golden State Killer, James Joseph D'Angelo, sure. or any of these lads sure. that are exerting their physical dominance over women, um, they have some weird sexual predilection, and they end up doing mostly violent stuff and then maybe a little bit of sexual stuff. Yeah. But there's lads like Chikatilo, Andre Chikatilo, which is a show from a while ago, where um, basically his ma, uh, he, he was a real nervous child and he grew up in Ukraine during the famine. Sure. And they were, eat, they were eating people, they were eating other people. So uh, this turned into those cannibalism guys. What the fuck happened? Yeah, so they're eating. Dynamo's does, <laughs> does, does, yeah. does cannibalism. Yeah, we get right in. That's yeah, so hard to say. Right in there. Um, so, like nowadays, you're you're afraid of you know leaving your kids alone because someone will snatch them up. Sure. But in the Ukraine, like in the in the forties and fifties, Stalin had basically said like, "Give me all your food. Whatever you make is belongs to belongs to the to, to the USSR." And they had nothing to eat, so they were taking old people, they were taking kidnapping kids, mm. and cooking them basically because they're just like we have no fucking food. So this Andrew Chikatilo was super nervous and he ended up pissing the bed and his ma used to uh, take him out when he pissed the bed and catch his little willy and stretch it out as what far as it would go and it whip his whip his mickey with a bamboo cane and wow. it made his dick broken basically. He wasn't able to do anything sexually and at 15 he was in the swimming pool and he uh, there was an 11 year old girl in the swimming pool. It's all documented like. Yeah. And uh, she started drowning and she he went to save her, but in saving her, he kind of held her under for a little second just to see what had happened. And she started like drowning and dying. And he was like feeling the feeling of power. And he said he jizzed in his pants. And that was the only way he could get sexual release. So after that, then he went and just fucking strangled to death 
a few dozen, if not up to over a hundred women, yeah. because that was the only way he could he could have an orgasm of the mind. So yeah. it was like power. It's not usually about sex with those things. It's not like some sexual deviant. No. Uh, so Jeffrey Dahmer was the same. He wanted to exert power over these women, and he wanted to have control over them. So he'd like give them lobotomies and open their heads and take out bits of their brains or, you know, he, he'd cut off their head and try and reanimate it and stuff like that. Yeah, but one bad. famous line he said was, uh, I don't eat, I don't like eating people with tattoos because it makes the flesh taste funny. So if you want to protect yourself against being eaten by a cannibal, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're covered in tattoos. No one will get you. You see here on Dynamo's Dozen, I bring you the best advice possible. And that's, uh, from see. a man living down in Schlego. So, uh, Take get, that to the bank. <laughs> get tattoos. Protect <laughs> get tattoos yourself. Get some tattoos. I'm fucking uh, yeah. I, I'm a sleeve. Uh, as you can see, I need to get covered more. <laughs> oh, there's no, there's no one eating that. Nah, not a hope, man. Not a hope. But it's funny because I've. Um, we won't stay too much longer on the the the, the subject of cannibalism. But I think when it comes to someone like Jeffrey Dahmer, I've always found him the most. Um, I guess interesting of serial killers purely because he did seem to come from a fairly decent background. He was just one of the strangest, um, you know, because you see videos of like when the family would get together and they'd be sitting there and you know having dinner and stuff, and he's sitting in the corner, yeah, looking normal. I mean, with the whole Ted Bundy movie coming out now, uh, the injury, yeah, Zach Efron, yeah, yeah, sexy Zach, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, you can't you can't deny it. Ted Bundy was a good-looking, charming dude. It's just he happened to, you know, snap and then kill, fuck, and eat women, but and maybe not in that order. On multiple occasions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the things, man. It's multiple snapping, eating, women disorder or something. Yeah, I think I think you're saying Dammer seemed like a normal guy, except he just used to like kill, fuck, and eat people. Um, like one of the possibly one of the ones that we've ever done that was the most, uh, how would you say it? Like duplicitous or, or completely uh, polarized personality was John Wayne Gacy. Sure. The, yeah. the killer clown. I, I only listened to um, that there. Um, I only listened to your. For anybody that wants to know, um, check out those conspiracy those conspiracy guys this season. They talk about John Wayne Gacy, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Like, what's really yeah. good about it is the, the fact that you guys delve into his childhood as well. And the narrative that was given previously was kind of debunked almost on your show. So, yeah, I like to go, I like to go um, back into the archives, kind of like, because yeah. I listen to a lot of, I listen to a lot of true crime stuff. And me too, yeah. We're going to end up running out of serial killers and end up going into like, uh, you know, true crime cases. But I found from the first season, the sixth season, third season, two or three of the uh, bigger episodes ended up being like a true crime case that we kind of delved deep into. Like the Madeleine McCann one was um, super, like super deep and super detailed, and, and ended up being one of the longest of the the first season. But it still it was only a, a tip over two hours. Sure. Like if you were to do that now, you could go in, you could go six, seven hours deep, and there's so much more uh, info than when we did it back in in 2014. Easy. But like. Uh, for these serial killer docs, do you know, or, or the serial killer episodes, a lot of the other shows end up, 
I guess, like I call it murder porn, like they end up going into the super details of the murders, like and two slashes to the neck, and then he opened her from nape to gowl, yeah. and then he wore her like a hat, and the blood dripped down his cheek as he laughed, and I'm like, well, nobody really knows that for sure, you're just you looking at there, some fucking, like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're looking, you're trying to put a narrative on something, and I guess people like that, people like it, you know, you're talking about like case file and and, and it's painting a picture, I, I tr- isn't it? Like you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. A picture in the viewer's head, so it's tex- it's technically salesmanship. You're selling um, your show to the viewer, and therefore they are getting the picture painted in their head, and you, it, you know it makes it more disgusting, I guess. I think it's like a podcast version of the, um, you know, the 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 TCM. Total Cla- T- Turner Classic Movies yeah. channel yeah. version of those docs. It's like tonight on awful serial killers. This guy does this thing and he's covered in shit. And and people are like, ooh. And you get to look at a few of the pictures of the room. That's just like uh, it just looks like a million tampons exploded. And like people Ed are like, yeah, Dallas, literally, like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, like Ed Kemper's wet dream. It just <laughs> seems like the whole everything is covered in gunge, and there's like drag marks from the shower to the bed, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> so and like the the pools of blood on the mattress, and and all of that stuff is available with, with Freedom of Information Act requests. Sure, you know, yeah. um, there's one. There's uh, I finished that bef- this point before I go on. Um, so like what we want to do, or what I like, I keep saying we. It's the royal we because I'm producing the show since the start. Well, <laughs> do you know, like I was the one choosing head. the episodes. It's the and all. Yeah, it's like, like you know, it's it's starting. I say to we, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> the multiple personality. I say we. I mean, I mean, like me and you know, uh, uh, Eamon and people. Ed and Emmett and <laughs> yeah, all of us together. So. What I wanted to do with the true crime stuff is like take the episodes that wouldn't get five hours now, yeah, like like a, a John Wayne Gacy or whatever, sure, and do it in like two, two and a half, three hours. Have a good deep look, but talk about the why. Look into the history of the lad. Like you can watch any fucking documentary on YouTube, and it'll tell you who he killed, when, where, and how, and you can watch that but they don't really tell you about the early stuff and they definitely don't discuss it and it's conjecture at this highest form sure but it's from a a place of experience and a little bit of education and going like man imagine like John Wayne Gacy or like say Ted Bundy like just for an example top of my head Ted Bundy found out at some point that his uh, sister was his ma right and that his real dad his dad wasn't his real dad and then they you know, they abandoned, they kind of abandoned him and and, and sent him off. Uh, of course, that's going to fuck with your head. Like, of course, and yeah. He had, he had, he had like a mother complex, he had a mother issue and that then would psychologically like trickle down into him being like violent towards women. Like, that's just super, you know, sofa, sofa psychology. Like, yeah. But it's, is a conversation that not a lot of people have, you know. In yeah. the Ted Bundy tapes, the Netflix documentary, they went into some of that stuff and they went into like a little bit of it, but it was out it was of very what was it, down, six? Though, wasn't it? Yeah, they don't have that conversation yeah. um, about the why, because that's, that's what people want to know is why. People. That's why, because people people want to know the, yeah. the, 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 the dirty details. For example, um, Ed Gein is. Give me the headlines. Subject. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, Ed Gein yeah. is a good subject because. I mean, Ed Gein's story is there. It's it's written. He had a crazy fucking yeah. mother. You know what I mean? It, it, the story almost tells itself. Same as all of them. 
yeah. We 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 recorded we recorded a whole year's worth of episodes in about uh, five or six months at the Royal We um, before we moved out of Dublin because we were getting ready to go on this American trip to make documentaries and sure. stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, I recorded I have an Ed Gein one in the bag with comedian Gary Lynch. Nice. And nice. Christ, and no other, no better man. But talking about Ed Gein, man, making like he he's the lad when you hear about. Uh, uh, Buffalo Bill, you know, and Silence yeah. of the Lambs, like yeah. all all that shit is based on Ed Gein, like making lampshades out of people's backskin and, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well, yeah, I mean, yeah, le- le- Leatherface and all that stuff. Yeah, That's all I mean, Ed Gein, watched, you know. He's uh, nightmare fuel. Yeah, I mean, I watched. I mean, Ed Gein. I say only. I was about to say only. <laughs> you know, it's almost like you know, utility belt. How many people have you killed? That makes you a better serial killer. No. It's, yeah, it's, but it's like Gaines, Pokemon. You got to catch them all. Got to kill them all. It is. But I mean, you're talking about a guy that was America's first, I guess, notorious serial killer. Um, yeah. And I mean, the pictures are there for everybody to see. Like I've actually seen recently the pictures of the belts that he made out of like skin, and there's nipples on the belt, and it's fucking some yeah. seriously heavy shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's a sick pup. Um, he was, yeah. But to, to to find out where that stuff comes from, I, I don't know. You have to look into that was how the he 50s, got there. Like, what was it? his? That was the fifties. Yeah, what was his part? It was late fifties. Yeah, but like, yeah, what, what his upbringing was like? Yeah, he had terrible stuff going on with his with his ma. She was she was crazy, and then people were going missing. Like, uh, you had lads like. Um, David Parker Ray, who's the toy box killer, is top of my head now. Uh, he 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 had the ability to just pluck people off the road in New Mexico. Gein had the same thing. Kemper would do the same. Like Bundy would do the same. He would go to where vulnerable people were most vulnerable when they were alone, when they were far from home. Sure. Uh, pe- pe- like people who wouldn't be missed. Yeah. It's it's um, it's easy if you know where you're looking, and most of the lads get caught in the first one or two. But if you get past the first one or two, you're away. Like, well, that's it. Like, and actually, just just kind of moving last, I guess, on kind of killers as such, serial killers. Um, you've heard of the guys over in the Ukraine, the three young lads that were the the fucking three guys and one hammer. Um, guys like they, they were oh yeah I've seen that video yeah for that for that old homeless person and they smashed his face in bits oh man like I mean they were that, that's a, that's something to look into like just in terms of the three guys their their fucking family I think their father was like a um, he was like a he, he was a high up business guy that was friends with the district attorneys and stuff in the Ukraine and uh, basically they were like oh that's not our sons that, that must be photoshopped <laughs> well, no, it's your fucking boys, um, and they're doing it. It's on video, lads. Very it's on video, lads. And in court, in court, they actually laughed at, while they were looking at the video. <laughs> there's something going on over. There's something going on over over there as far as like um, social psychology goes. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of a creeping into Western kind of Western so, uh, so, social yeah. psychology as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a disaffection for. Human life, human safety. Um, it's kind of like, f- like fuck or be fucked. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a there's a dissolution of of like 
community values. Do you know when you hear all Dublin people, it's like, ah, sure I remember when you used to leave, uh, uh, you used to take the doors off the, off the hinges. You wouldn't even have doors. And, 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 and the neighbours to just walk into our house and, and, and sure, if you didn't have a bit of dinner to put in their pocket on the way out, uh, uh, they'd think you were a cunt. Do you know, like these stories, like people is like, and I come home with the week's wages, and 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 I'd see uh, me 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 neighbour John, and uh, he wouldn't have a pot to piss in, so I just gave him all my wages, and, and and my wife left me, like the stories of like how people would help each other, and do you know, like uh, people would have like nine kids, and then one of the kids was shipped off to another family like across the country to an old aunt or uncle who who wasn't married or whatever like the social psychology of how shit's done in russia is completely different like the the value for life or because there's so many people and because it's hard enough as it is there's no molly coddling i feel and there was the kind of forced community through socialism uh, I definitely understand in like 50s, 60s, 70s. So that, those boomer years, the people that, like our parents, like you're in your, what, your early 30s, mid 30s? Yeah, 34, yeah, yeah. So our, our parents are probably uh, quite similar in age, like late 60s, early 70s. And that they're the boomer years, they're the lads who in the West are holding on to property, they're holding on to, I guess, you know, like social power, they have social capital. They are the aging businessmen and bankers that would control the future of the next generations coming down. Yeah. Uh, people who are in their maybe mid-40s, early 50s are Generation X, and they're the ones who kind of got the last crumbs left of the of the, the cake. And they're the ones who have property, who are still kind of not like, not able to sit back on their laurels, um, and then there's the, the the rest of us then coming up like the Xennials, analog, childhood, digital, adulthood, and then the millennials coming after, which are like late twenties to early twenties, are completely fucked because the boomers are holding all of that wealth and operating all of that capital uh, in the West. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in Russia, it's not it's not like that because they th those boomers, those people of that age group, didn't get that chance to uh, own property or or buy up all that stuff. You know when you hear. Uh, people now, like, who are in their 60s, they're like, oh, I bought my house in the 70s. How much did you buy your house for? £7,000. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and you're exactly, like, yeah. You're like, what the fuck? But the people in Russia didn't get that chance, like, until the 90s. So really, the possibly the most, I guess, the most uh, facilitated generation probably was Generation X. So the people who were in their late 40s, early 50s now in Russia wield the most societal power, uh, everybody above that is a bit disaffected. They were forced to be socialized. And then everybody coming in younger has been completely disenfranchised because not only have the the kind of Generation X in Russia taken all the power, like they're, they're, they're ma there's a massive gulf of wealth there. Yeah. So the young people in Russia have, they don't have really a whole lot. So what they do is they teach themselves these skills, like a lot of them are mad into computers, mad into engineering. Like they're super intelligent, super smart people doing their own business stuff online, uh, you know, making online businesses, um, developing games, and it's become a much more creative space. But if you're not smart enough to do that shit, you fucking end up killing people in the forest with a hammer. Yeah. Do you know there's a real there's a real um yeah. like fuck or get fucked thing there and if you're not if you're not like a businessman 
um, like in America or in, in Ireland, like you could go and, and get a job job. Yeah. But they're kind of, it's not as easy. And if you're anywhere underneath, like if you're if you're in the the, the Russian version of Ballymun or Tlindalkin or, or one of those places where that has like kind of um, a, a lower socioeconomic class, like there's no, you're not getting, you're not, there's no generational social welfare. There's no, um, there's there's nobody had there's no like I was raised by me nanny, like there's none of that. There's nobody that has any stability. You're fucked. So you hit. No, you're gone. Like yeah, exactly. You hit homeless people in the face with a hammer in the forest. Like that's why people are looking at videos of Russia going like, isn't Russia crazy? But now you and I guess you you guys see it like because it's a kind of a. Uh, uh, it's evident now in the UFC scene where you're getting the, like so many dudes that are super fit, and it's it, it's kind of akin to like um, black dudes in America in the late seventies and eighties. You're either you're either a basketball player or you're a rapper, and that's how you get out of the ghetto. That's obviously a massive yeah. <laughs> sweeping generalization, but it's like a trope in the movies. Like, um, so in Russia, like if you want to get out of that shit, you're you gotta be a fighter. Well, you it's know? like Conor McGregor. There's pictures of Conor McGregor, age nine, yeah. versus Khabib Nurmagomedov, age nine. Wrestling <laughs> Khabib, bears Khabib and shit. Khabib is wrestling bears. Fucking Conor is holding the teddy bear. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's it's kind of it, it's the demographic, I guess, is just completely different. You know what I mean in terms of the yeah. The demogra- I mean, demographic, the reason I'm throwing that word in is just purely because of, in Russia, they are a little bit behind in terms of um, status, if that makes sense. Um, they're, they're way ahead in some ways, but there's... They're, oh, what, yeah. <laughs> but the lower down... They have everything... Yeah, they have everything that we have. It's just there's a bigger gulf between... Like, uh, their middle class is well and truly gone. Like, we at least have some people who, who can go and get a job job and get a few bob and, you know, rent and buy a few scoops at the weekend or whatever sure. whereas like uh, Rush is a different like it's different and people don't understand that like um, they see like the, the goofy YouTube videos of you know tanks driving in the road or some drunk lad in a, in a child's playground falling around the place but it's so much more like there's so much more there and people really um, uh, disregard it I think sure. which makes it much easier for American propaganda to vilify these Russians as like evil, um, I guess like tech technocrats yeah. who are trying to disrupt elections using hackers, and it's like fucking uh, Matthew Broderick in uh, War Games or something. There's some like eighties movie. It's like the Russians, we are going to come and destroy America, and you're like, most people don't give a fuck. They're just it's like, like wanting to live their life. I mean, oh, Drago yeah. has the technical. It's like okay. Rocky Balboa, who is the multiple-time world champion, doesn't have enough money to get a proper training facility, so he's got to go up to the mountains and train in the snow. Whereas Drago... Punch a tree. <laughs> but Drago's got this fucking incline and decline fucking... Yeah. Te- uh, super super electronic, like uh, a yeah. punch per square per square inch. Oh, that was the perfect pound one. Pound pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. He, punched, he took a punch on the thing and they were like, oh, 
we can we can value we can see exactly how much he punches. <laughs> and now and now you can go into like now you can go into fibbers and put two euro in a machine that does the very same thing. Oh Jesus! Uh, you right, did, it? Yeah, yeah, you punched the fucking punch bag. But it seems it's weird though that like um because that's kind of depicted. Hardest lad on the planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am Ivan Drago. I will break you and score nine 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 on your punch machine. Then they get um, popped on by about 12 trackies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can no, fight you one by one. Not this a punch, is not how we not do a it. To be seen. <laughs> get out of Parnell Street, you. You fucking tall country. But it's, 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 it's it, it, that in, Ro in Rocky was showing what the Russians call new money. Mm. So, like, there was a lot of people like that got like money from, um, uh, money from gold, money from oil, money from, Basically, the, the raw materials that Russia had that weren't being developed because of the Soviet Union, they were all being kind of kept. So they didn't get bled. They didn't have, like, they had a shortage of everything uh, because it wasn't being developed properly. But as soon as it got developed in the 90s, it was like, blam! Every, like, there was so many dudes who were in their, like, 30s and 40s who were millionaires because they were ambitious. They were Generation Xers. They were technologically minded and they just jumped on board and left a lot of the legacy behind, you know? So, like, there's people who like... There's people who like music from the 90s who don't know that that money... That music, like, came from the 60s and 70s. They sure, don't... They're yeah. just, like, 60s... They just forget about that shit, you know? It's like, yeah, that didn't yeah. happen. Let's just go from 91 on. Um, but, yeah, the propaganda machine that America runs against Russia, and they're talking about, like, Donald and uh, Vladimir, both of these guys are best buds. We're pals. And they're creating this false narrative that Russia is somehow controlling America. We talked about it on a propaganda episode where, um, like, they're trying to create these enemies, yeah, these false enemies for America to to unify against, and this kind of nationalism and this this kind of uh, anti-Russian, anti-Chinese sentiment is preparing preparing people for for something you know well it's like, it's kind of brainwashing well, we're gonna we're gonna take a break in a couple of couple of seconds but what i would like to yeah. add to that um i guess was you know hillary's hillary's whole constituency and hillary in general um has always kind of used the russians do you know what i mean and that's that's kind of what her yeah play, you know it, it's always going to be the way and i think you know with trump <laughs> it's always going to be the way that man can Look, nothing surrises me with Trump. Put it that way. There's always going to be a way that that man could use that to his advantage. And uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he knows more than his prayers. You know, there's something going on there where they're allowed, to, they're allowed to let that happen. You know, but I think um, the fact that people still think that Trump is a bigger threat than what George W. Bush was back in the early 2000s. Yeah, still we said that me. too. Yeah, they have George, they have, George W. Bush and Jimmy Kimmel going, "Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's George Bush, old Uncle Georgie." How you doing? Yeah, nine yeah. eleven. Remember that? That was me, baby. Yeah. Like, and and people are and he's doing like laughing, telling jokes, and yeah. it's like I like I like painting. I like painting pictures of uh, uh, you know, mook house, uh, uh, clouds, <laughs> sunshine, houses. I love it. I love painting, man. It's really relaxing. And, be, <laughs> yeah. and being a like, man, being a man from Texas, I love me some barbecue. You he know, he's a fucking war criminal. He's a war criminal, and he's laughing on Jimmy Kimmel, like yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. I mean, he was. We know what he was told that day. I mean, 
take what you want from Fahrenheit 9-11, whether you, you think Michael Moore yeah. this or you think you... It doesn't matter. fact is, he knew exactly what was happening. The, you know, we're not going to get into 9-11 because it's, 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 it's an overplayed... Too deep. Um, yeah, 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 Way yeah. too deep. And it's overplayed and it's not really... You know, the, 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 the evidence and the... Vid- well, if there's evidence, the evidence and the videos are out there for people if they want to, I guess, look into it for themselves, but... Um, or you can go listen to our episodes and check out our BitChute channel. We have, I have, I think I have like 12 different 9-11 docs. BitChute.com slash those conspiracy guys is like an alternative to YouTube. If you want to go deep on 9-11, it's like loads of them there. Absolutely. And if you want to find it, find it on all your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts and iTunes, which I preferably like to listen to iTunes myself. Um, I actually listened to the first one a while back and it was pretty awesome so I recommend it but then I'm going to recommend all your shows am I? well I mean I'm here you have to 100% to be honest with you no, <laughs> no all joking aside um, before we do take a break I'll always recommend Gordon's shows because it's it's always going to be about the why um, which is really cool because yeah. you know you're always going to get it's, it's cool to go to like true crimes or something or case files case files the Australian podcast is really cool They'll yes, give you a yeah, yeah. Of, I'm really big fan of that show, um, but they'll give you the hour-long podcast that you want. They'll give you the facts and and why it happened. But if you really want to dwell, delve into, you know, the why, how it happened, the conversation around the facts is exactly. the, is where the the, the gold right. is is found. And I know, you, like, it might seem that we're. Um, spoon feeding you ideas but sometimes like you're told some shit and you come away from an episode of case file or my favorite murder or something like that and go like that was mad why why did nobody like the amount of times people had asked like why did nobody say anything like these these are the questions you have to ask and sometimes you need a little bit of help and that's what we're there for yeah yeah absolutely so we're gonna take a little break and we'll come back and we'll finally get onto the subjects that uh we were we were gonna bring on, but uh, like I said, we segue on this show. <laughs> so I'm back with Gordon. Gordon, um, couple of little bits and pieces I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I'm gonna start yes, with sir. Roswell. You've done a really cool episode on Roswell. Um, let's kind of just kind of speak on this, I suppose, briefly, um, and talk about Roswell itself now. A lot of people will... Conspiracy theories uh, as such are now just something that people assume you're a crackpot if you're a conspiracy theorist or if you're into it in any yeah. shape or form. I think nowadays more more about like... It's more about um, you're a racist or you're a nationalist or you're... You know, they're, they're after putting this alt-right spin on it. So if you're a conspiracy theorist, that means you're going against the mainstream narrative, sure. which is decidedly... Democrat and left and social justice and political correctness and if you're a conspiracy theory you're the other way it seems to me so yeah, maybe me too, me five too. years ago you were you were a kook and a crackpot and you were believing in aliens and 9-11 um, because you were railing against a, a Republican government say in 2001 um, but in the last five years it's become a little bit there's a little bit more I guess vitriol against people who are questioning the narrative because we're all supposed to obey. Uh, it says it on all the kids' hats. And yeah, you're, you're, we're you're meant supposed to obey. To, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all, it's all, like that shit is, is 
uh, they live. You know, the kids hey, going around with fucking obey on their t-shirts and their hats. Piper. I was literally like, yeah, it's bananas. Like what's going? Like it's it's almost like they're mocking. They're mocking the other people who are trying to be uh, uh, kind of open-minded about these things and questioning the narrative. Now they'll put you out in the Hapney place. They'll put you out in the coal shed. YouTube have have publicly said like we don't want to propagate or promote conspiracy theories. We won't be recommending them. We're demonetizing all the conspiracy theory videos. So freedom of speech um, is no longer basically. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not even it's it's freedom of of money. Like they don't they think that they're not making money, and they're shutting off criticism of their own platform and of their own politics and it's so out in the open now that it, like to be a conspiracy theorist means that you're an alt-right sympathizer that's the kind of narrative which i absolutely disagree with but when you're talking about stuff like roswell yeah you're a kooky alien guy yeah it's not really so politically charged but well let's um, let's kind of go I think it was, it's one of the originals yeah, look, let's go to basics. I mean, everybody knows, if, if anyone hasn't heard the story of Roswell, they're probably living under a rock. And if you haven't heard the story of Roswell, well then, let us entertain you, because it's a super, super cool story. Um, I mean, when you think about it, Flying Saucer lands in Roswell. That's that's the story that was given Allegedly, by, allegedly. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, allegedly, allegedly. Um, it's a really cool looking uh, piece of evidence and I do put that in inverted commas um, that the day that a flying saucer supposedly lands in Roswell the papers ran with the story it was apparently given by the, um, the 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 army guys that, that were there you know um, then it changed the next day so that's that's I guess the narrative yeah yeah, quite obvious that something happened that wasn't what they said happened. I mean, if you watch Men in Black, <laughs> the the uh, third one, I think, has what ha what actually happened at Roswell, which yeah. is Tommy Lee Jones yeah. uh, came across some alien shit. Now, <sighs> what do you we, we did an episode on Roswell. What do you personally Yeah, believe? that's the thing. So at the end of every one of our episodes, I get off the fence, and it's yeah. a little mechanic yeah. that we came up with that uh, basically, like, we start to show off by going, "What did you think of this information before you started researching?" Okay. To get the general every man's perspective. Yeah. So if I was to say to you, like, generally without researching, like, what do you think of Roswell? And we talk about it for a few minutes. Like, I thought it was like a crash and some shit happened, and it's like aliens or something, and it's like. Dave Grohl, something like that, the Foo Fighters, something like that. See, I'm in your position because I, I, I've not researched it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're on side then with the audience and they're like, yeah, okay, tell me the crack. And then I go through the whole internet trying to find as many things as possible to try and tell the story of it, but also bring in the, the uh, extra narrative, the extra bits that the uninitiated, let's say, w wouldn't know are tie-ins to... Um, to what happened so there's extra like there's extra information around Roswell that people don't realise is pertinent and for our Roswell episodes uh, we basically just went through um, you know what happened on the day and there's not really a lot about it it's just trying to fill in the, the gaps of context around the information so like okay. Jesse Marcel I think is the guy's name that's him yeah 
who who came across the 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 goo the stuff and uh he brought back some metal back to his house because you know that's how they rolled in the 40s it wasn't super secret there was no cia yet it was already oss which operated it's the precursor to the cia uh there was no fbi at this stage it's 1947 and it's it's you know it's uh it's a weird time no one knew what flying saucers were sure really but there was some kind of pulp uh, pulp fiction, they'd call it. Uh, it's like comic books and, you know, picture books with men from Mars, you know, and like, yeah. you know, the uh, you know these uh, people from the stars who'd come in and take over our planet. And this kind of sci-fi vibe started happening. And then uh, there was a plane report. This is all top of the top of the queue and stuff. There was a plane report about... Um, mercurial blobs flying through the sky from from uh, 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 pilots, you know. And then in New Mexico, something crashed. Nobody knows what it is. They went out to the crash site. Jesse Marcel retrieved this metal and it had like glowing purple letters on it. He brought it home. His son saw us, Jesse Marcel Jr. Uh, they both testified that it had all this stuff. They gave it, they, then the next morning, they gave it to their superior officers and said, look, this is the crack. And they brought it into another room to inspect it. And when they came back, they had some like tin foil and some balsa wood and some shit and said, nah, that's a fucking weather balloon. And he's like, that's not what I gave you. What I gave you is like super shiny, awesome shit, like from... Um, glowing purple fucking writing. Glowing purple letters. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, what, what, what was that movie? Super 8, the J.J. Abrams one, the one, where yeah, the kid yeah. finds a little thing. Yeah. He brings some shit home. That's what it was, you know. And um, that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of the story of Roswell. Like it's not that deep. It's the stuff that's around it, though. Exactly. So when you're talking, Philip when you're J. talking Corso, about Philip J. Corso, the day after Roswell. I mean, I, I read the book. Um, I've read all. Uh, well, sorry, I've read the book and I've seen the interviews. His son continues on um, that story. He basically. Philip J. Corso Jr. Uh, check him out on YouTube. Yeah, um, a lot of really, really interesting <laughs> kind of stories. That um, and for anyone that doesn't know, um, you might back me up here, Gordon. Uh, Philip J. Corso was a top-ranking uh, colonel in the U.S. military, um, and he was supposedly the guy that was brought in to kind of. I guess when they got to the naval base, which was based in, okay, that won't come to me. And now it's New, like New Mexico, uh, Dulles, Dulles, is it Dulles That's Air Force exactly, Base? It was the Dulles, exactly. And yeah. he basically talked about the, um, you know, the bodies that he saw in the in the cars. Yeah. He opened it up and he said they looked like little babies, but they were grey and their fingers were long and, and blah 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 blah. Um, it's all there for people to kind of research. It, it it is a very interesting story, man. I mean, and and it is, but but it's like I said, Ian. It's the context around it, right? So yeah, Roswell sure. itself is basically the testimony of Jesse Marcel, sure. and you know you have to you have a TV show, and it's all based around this thing, and uh, uh, you know, like everybody got alien powers, and there's some shit. But in reality, what it is is it's it's humanity's real proper first dalliance with. Uh, UFOs and sure. okay. people think that people think that UFOs uh, don't come from outer space. They come from an, another dimension that exists yeah. in the same in the same space as us. Uh, that's why they're not flying interplanetary. They're not flying from Sirius or Alpha Centauri or whatever. Sure. They're in our own space. They fly in between dimensions. Sure. And when 
the, the ship at Roswell crashed, what they did was they got that material, they got that technology, and they started to reverse engineer it. And they made loads of stuff like, you know, microwave technology and, you know, jet propulsion, um, radar and uh, uh, like camouflage or, or, you know, you have the, the planes that are coated in this stuff that they're invisible to radar, like cloaking technologies oh, yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff. Of course. And then you have advanced propulsion technology, you have like proton weapons, proton weaponry, like they have at CERN, like smashing protons off each other with big tubes and shit. And it gave them the technology to be able to try, like it's, it's, it, and that is the it was, narrative, it, though, you know, like, yeah, it'd be like it'd be like finding an iPhone in the sixties, and they're going yeah. like, I haven't got a fucking clue what this shit is. Like, how do we get the thing so that it does that thing? And then right? the guy that's really so, good at selfies is given the job as the fucking main guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like with <laughs> selfie priority, Johnson. Yeah, you um, know what I mean? We got to get this front facing camera with a light Bitch. so that my face isn't washed out during selfies. Bitch, you are rocking that dog <laughs> selfie face, man. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> duck, duck lips were actually invented in the early fifties uh, with this advancement in technology. But but what you have to what you have to look at around Roswell, like I said, is the context. So like you have dudes like Bob Lazar who who talked about UFOs and UFO technology, and who, he talks who about who the Nazis. Pretty legit dude, man. A lot of the stuff oh, that I mean, talked about now is actually have. I mean, Joe Rogan has said it a lot. Of it's come to pass. Yes, it has. Yeah, it has come to pass. And and in the eighties, nineties, and even the two thousands, like when the technology was starting to surface, he was going like, everyone's going to have mobile phones. They're going to have a wireless internet. They're going to have this and that. Like it's all in the pipeline. It just has to be drip fed trip-fed technology to humanity. Psh, like in the 80s, in the 90s, everyone was like, shut the fuck up, Bob Lazar, you crazy cunt. Which, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Which, are, which are milk bottle glasses and the fucking smell of bread off you. It's crazy. But now it's all coming true. So he, he talked about like um, UFO technology, the fact that they have um, reverse engineered all this stuff. They have technology that far exceeds what we have now commercially or sure. even like sure. militarily available. Only the and yeah, 100%. Barely, but but why is it being drip fed? Why are we not already immediately getting uh, everything that we should have now? Why is you there know, an iPhone uh, update every year? You know? I mean, when processors are so far ahead uh, for military applications, like they have stuff that's so far ahead, but it's 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 you know this drip feed capitalism. Like they're trying to get as much money out of the stuff that we already have until it runs out. Like they already have a replacement ready for uh, you know exhaustible fuel sources. They already have sure. the whatever z- zero point energy or whatever yeah. from from uh, alien technologies and development. They already have these. Not interplanetary, but like, like, like the spaceships. Like you're talking about Elon Musk is trying to fly spaceships up and back to Mars. Like they have aircraft that that does amazing, phenomenal stuff. They have technology that's able to broadcast people's consciousnesses across time and space. They have, you know, uh, um, uh, informational technology that and comp- computational technology that's beyond even our comprehension. Yeah. They're they're talking about like. They're teasing stuff like 10 years ago on TV that they had the technology for then that they're just going to go through. Like the next thing in computers is going to be uh, instead of, you know, on motherboards, like they're, they're doing it with an electrical signal using copper as the conduit uh, and they're, they're, they're uh, sending electronic signals like plus and minus 0.05 volts, like to oscillate these zeros and ones. Like that's almost archaic technology. Uh, eventually that's going to evolve into information being transferred by light uh, through wow. through 
not laser, but a, a different form of light. So you're going to have like light transmitted, like terabit, teraflop uh, speed computers. They have the processing power to be able to process all that stuff. They're stacking like 24, 48 processors on top of each other. They're all able to communicate. Like that technology is nearly there commercially already. How long have they had it? How long have they been developing it? They have like gigabit Ethernet available now they're trying to introduce this to 5g which people said is going to fucking melt your insides it's going to be, be used for mind control and shit like it's it there's so much technology that's there that's being held back because we haven't used up the financial potential of the stuff we already have and it, it, for our roswell episode we recorded it in 2015 or 2014 i think and the end of it got chopped off. There's like the 25 minutes or half an hour at the end it got chopped off because of technical difficulties, right? So I took that down. You can't go listen to that episode now. But we reconstituted it and I've done two two parts of the first three parts. I've done um, the Disclosure Project, which is Stephen Greer yep. uh, and his, pro- and his project Greer, to yeah. Dr. Stephen Greer. Legitimate and he got like... Yeah, I mean, how legitimate his claims are is to be is to be seen. Uh, but he had like 400 witnesses in 2001 that all said like, yeah, I've seen aliens, aliens exist. We interact with them on a daily basis. The technologies that we have are from them. And uh, like a little over a month later, 9-11 happened. So that kind of got put in the back burner. And he's been going with serious disclosure. He's been going with um, stuff like uh, um, uh, undis- un. Un- unacknowledged is the newest documentary from yeah, Stephen Greer. It. That was and, on Netflix for a while, I believe. Yeah, I yeah. think you can still get it on 4OD. It's, it's up on uh, YouTube anyway, definitely. Um, and it's it's basically just about him and his communication with these aliens and how the knowledge of it has evolved. So, like, he'll bring it down to the desert in Texas and you can look up at the sky and call these inter, interdimensional aliens down and they'll put on a light show on the sky for you and shit. Like, and it's, you know, they're not people on mushrooms or anything. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, a legit thing. You pay two and a half grand and he, he teaches you all this stuff. But it's more of a transcendental thing. Like, uh, it's become more spiritual than it has factual or technological. And... Stephen Greer's journey just to watch it like and all the people that he deals with they're all fucking legit people legit scientists and engineers yeah, yeah. like there has to be something in it so that that's one episode and then we did a second episode on Area 51 and Area 51 really kind of is the is synonymous technologies thanks to the X-Files and all these type of movies Men in yes. Black and this kind of shit what Area 51 really is is a, is a, a like an experimental aircraft testing ground yeah. where, they're, where they're testing out fucking crazy and propulsion and, message, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and cloaking technologies. And that's where they say they brought the stuff from Roswell. That's where Will Smith uh, drags the alien carcass uh, in Independence Day and they go under the ground and they have an alien spaceship and, you know, half-dead aliens in stasis and they're trying to interview them and tell us what you want. And it's all like, we want to kill everything. And you're like, oh, Jesus. You know, so there's like a, a propaganda against aliens. And then the third step in that trilogy of uh, that arc of story that I want to tell on on our podcast about uh, Roswell and Area Fifty One and that whole kind of ethos of of alienism uh, is the Project Bluebeam, which is basically the fake alien invasion that that uh, Nazi uh, rocket scientist Werner von Braun warned us of yes. uh, in the sixties and seventies, where you get like 
humanity always needs an enemy to prosper and thrive uh, in, in the kind of the war machine. There's got to be a bad guy, really. Yeah, there has to be a bad guy. Military industrial complex kind of shit. Like, so there's the Nazis and then the communists and then the terrorists and then the aliens. And we've just gone past terrorists. We've gone a nostalgia route back to Russians for a minute and Nazis at the same time, actually, and terrorists. So we're doing the greatest hits at the moment. We are doing the greatest so hits. So we have like... That's what we should yeah, do. Yeah, Nazis... Nazis and communists in America uh, <laughs> dealing <work>. with uh, <laughs> illegal aliens. Yeah, there's a whole thing there. Like, th- like over the last couple of months, you've seen um, some fucking crazy shit, man. Like, like these these lightning storms are happening over America, uh, where the lightning strikes like twenty, thirty times in the one place. And there's videos of the well, shit. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah. Bananas, man. It looks like that scene from the Tom Cruise movie, uh, the, his version War of War of the Worlds from 2006 or seven. look at the Phoenix Lights, for example, I mean, yeah. that's a pretty crazy... There's, the Den- there's loads of Denver lights and Min Min lights and all these different lights, a similar scenario exactly. to the Phoenix Lights. And like, the thing about it is, yeah. and, and I'm glad you said that, because it wasn't just in one state or one city. It was... Yeah. You know, this was happening, and, and multiple, multiple witnesses, thousands of witnesses. Thousands, uh, thousands. Thousands of witnesses. Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith were down there with the... the they were there, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, there. Fla- the flashy lights going, everybody look here, look here. Jada, Jada Smith was given birth at the time, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, it, it, there, there's another thing that happened in New York there recently, out in... Uh, fuck, what's the name of it? I can't remember the name of the place, like Montauk or, or Long Island, Long somewhere Island, at that site. Yeah. Was it Long Island? There was a, 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 a transformer was was firing off and it gave this like crazy blue light that lit up the whole sky in the middle of the night in New York. And it went on for ages and people were reporting like, you know, hearing voices and there was, uh, you know, electrical interference. And it was a massive bright light. Electricity went off in loads of places and people were like, that looked like in Independence Day when the alien spaceship shot a laser into a building and some shit exploded. There are reports, did you ever see those videos of people just being like, what the fuck's that? They hold the phone out and it's in the middle of the day and then you just hear this like, and there's horns and and the people are describing it going like, this noise is everywhere. It's the whole sky is like trumpets from the sky, you know. So it's fulfilling some kind of biblical prophecy. And Project Bluebeam is like is reported to be the quote unquote holographic fake alien invasion perpetrated on the American people by the government as a means of control. So when the shit starts going wrong and everyone starts fighting amongst each other, the American government will be like, stop! There's fucking aliens coming. We all have to like band together to fight against them. And it'll be another kind of 9-11 in the sky to give people that sense that they need to give up their, uh, they need to give up their liberties and freedom in exchange for safety. And it's been talked about for 40 years, like since the 70s. And a lot of these CIA and and uh, security agency projects are, are are out there for people to read and see, like Project Serpo and Project Bluebeam and all these kind of things that are about like fake invasions. But there is proof that that shit had been done before. And we did an episode on our Operation Paperclip, which brought over a whole lot of Nazi scientists that ended up taking the technology from the Roswell crash, allegedly, and 
turn it into all the stuff that we know today, like a massive computer processing power and, you know, uh, uh, microwave and, and um, uh, telephony and internet technologies, wi- Wi-Fi and all that stuff. That's all like reverse engineered stuff from found alien technology, apparently. Well, the funny thing about it is that like when it suits people, they always say there's no smoke without fire. So, I mean, in yeah. this case, there's no smoke without fire. Do you know what I mean? It it it's kind of, yeah. It, it, it's too. If you look at the um, the time frame from nineteen forty seven to now, there's yeah. there's a massive jump in in technology. Jump. It went from massive jump. Yeah, it went from from like sticks and stones to fucking computers and laser beams yeah. in the fifties. You know. Yeah, and I mean, I know everybody has a theory. I know a lot of people have a theory on like. Oh, Bigfoot, they're the real people, we're the aliens, you know, we came down and we were put yeah. here, and, you know, as a test and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's, look, it's like, it's like trying That's, to, that's one of my favorite conspiracy theories, though, Isn't Ian, it a great conspiracy that we are, theory, man? I love it. We, that we are, we are a petri dish of, of experiment, we, we are a, a slave race manufactured by an alien civilization to mine and extract the raw materials from our planet. Um, and the reason that the some of the al- Bigfoots are hiding is yeah. because we wiped them all out. Like, <laughs> yeah, and and actually, there's like Bigfoot could be a trans-dimensional being. They could. That's why they're so hard to see, is because they don't actually exist on our plane of existence. They have to pop out of a fifth a fifth-dimensional plane to interact with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy, man. And and there's. There's a <laughs> there's a guy David Paulides who who wrote this uh, he writes these books missing four one one they're called where there's like hundreds and hundreds of people go missing in the U S every year zero trace and he started off as a Bigfoot investigator and it led him down this path where it's like these people are getting sucked into another dimension <laughs> seriously it's something you should you should check it missing four one one it's called have to check that out I mean I, I I heard a really good theory um, I think it was. Yeah, it was a podcast with Chris Jericho actually talking um, with a guy that um, wrote a book on the 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 Patterson film. And uh, which, which which film is that? The Patterson Gimlin film, the the Bigfoot film, the, the you know the old Patterson Gimlin. Oh yeah, your man walking the the blurry yeah, yeah, the yeah. blurry Bigfoot shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they were saying like, uh, but there was a really good point made in it, even though I was kind of like, mm, I'm not sure. But there was a really good point that he made. He was like, when you think about it, um, you know, think of the amount of, you know, wildlife that dies, you know, all year round, and you don't find any trace of bones of, you know, deer or whatever it may be. It's a possibility that you wouldn't find any trace of, uh, you know, any Bigfoot either. You know, because people say, oh, well, we would find them because they're big. Well, bone, you know, nature has its own way of covering its own shit up as well. Well, there's also the theories about the Nephilim and the the, the giants of old, um, that the shit from Lord of the Rings are, are, you know, these old stories of of orcs and goblins and uh, the ancient civilizations, elves and fairies and all this shit, like that they all existed in in another iteration of of Earth and we're now in the fourth age of man uh, where all life on the planet was wiped out. Like that's one of my favorite kind of 
smoke a, smoke a joint and think about kind of and things. That's and that's the funny thing about it is, is for all you people listening to this show, when I mentioned that, I got the nod from, from Gordon there. It was like, yep, yep. I love because, that shit. We got, it, we got, makes, it makes you got, think, man. And that's what it should absolutely. be. Absolutely. We got three episodes on that shit, man. You know, like uh, Zechariah Sitchin, uh, who's like a, a, an anthropologist, he wrote all these books about the Anunnaki and, and uh, planet, planet X or Nibiru sure. and how the yeah, alien yeah, race yeah. that lives on that planet were the progenitors of our Earth. And then there's a whole other episode on the Anunnaki themselves and the lore and everything that was pulled out of the tablets uh, in, in Mesopotamia that uh, Zechariah Sitchin and others found and he translated them and came up with a story not too dissimilar to an awful lot of other uh, ancient civilizations like the Aztecs, the Olmecs, the Mayans, the, um, the the ancient Native American Indians, even the Hopi Indians, which we have an episode coming up on season seven where awesome. they talk about the awesome. red and blue kachinas and yeah. like it's all, it's all uh, you know, we're not brand new here. Like some shit's no. been going on for a while. Well, like the American Indians are one of the most respected people nowadays because they realize that America was built on fucking absolutely <laughs> killing these poor poor folk. Yeah, and you know, senseless bloodshed. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for example, there's a little bit of a trend going on when you really look into it. Um, the Egyptians, the Native American Indians. Um, the Aztecs, they all have similar um, kind of scripture in terms of what their writings were, like their their, their illustrations, I guess, if you, if you want to use a better yeah. term. Um, they're all very similar. And what they were seeing it all kind of matches up. So, yeah. I mean, are, are they all lawyers as well? I don't know. Well, you see, it could be that these archaeologists are trying to, you know, Put two make and two their bones, like, yeah, yeah. Make, well, to put two and yeah. exactly like they want it. They want like that, that's obviously you know you're you're relying on people who they have to go through like academic checks and balances and they have to you know be able to prove all of these things. But I often see on my Instagram feed like I follow a load of mad cunts and a load of weird hashtags and stuff, and I'd often see like uh, like a uh, a ceremonial burial tomb carving of a bird-faced man and his hands are held out like a, a, like a Ryu Hadouken from Street Fighter. Yes. So the two hands like yeah. this, you know. Yeah. And in, in the hands is kind of, in the hands is kind of like a fireball type thing. And then on their head, they're wearing a, a, a headdress very similar to the headdress worn by the Egyptian pharaohs. And it's kind of like a half man, half bird type thing. I mean, if you look at it with a squinty eye, it could be a space helmet, could be a, a you know a, a breathing apparatus. But but it looks it's made to look like a bird. And they're coming from the the Olmecs, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the, the all the all the Central and Native American Indian, Central and Southern Native Americans, uh, or the the. the Indians, I guess, for want of a better word, and their lore tells of people who came from the stars and and were progenitors of of their uh, race that gave them their morals and gave them their you know Moses brought the tablets down from the mountain like these these civilizations get their their codes of conduct from these beings and they're thousands of miles apart. Man, you have lads in the Middle East, 
the the ancient Sumerians, Mesopotamia, ancient Persia, uh, that's all now modern day Iraq, Iran, Syria, Lebanon, all of that. Like you're finding shit there that's identical to stuff that's in uh, Central and Southern Africa. Do you know? Uh, which is identical to stuff you're finding in Central and Southern America, yeah. and like that stuff spans over tens of thousands of years. Some of those civilizations are two, three thousand years apart from extinction to inception. So, like, how can something that's like nine thousand BC look the very same from another civilization that's only two thousand BC? Yeah. How can we have such an advanced civilization like the Mayans, uh, which are ten thousand years ago? There, thereabouts, and be able to come up with a metric system, be able to come up with you know um, smelting and like creating stuff out of gold. They have like vast tunnel systems, and they build these step pyramids that you know are are even difficult for for modern day engineers to, to make with yeah, such primitive methods. These lads were doing that shit nine nine ten thousand years ago, and then everybody forgot everything. Apparently, forgot everything. Yeah. And then 4,000 years ago, the fucking Egyptians strike back up, you know, 12,000 miles away and start that all that shit again. And they're able to make their pyramids a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Their society's a little bit more kind of contained and it has, you know, uh, these a caste hierarchy with priests or the people who commune with the gods at the very top of the knowledge and power spectrum. So the lads were getting, the aliens were coming down and saying, um, if you put that one there and put that one there, uh, you'd be able to have the things to slide in really easy. And your man's like, okay, thanks. I do decree that the Lord said, put that thing there and this thing here and it slides in really easy. Like, they were the guys who fucking ran the whole shop. Yeah. It, that then trickles down if you look into a modern day situation where we give power to priests and we give power to holy men and in Ireland, well, even until recently, like <laughs> the church, yeah, the church, they use a religious text rules handed down from God that we have to have faith in, delivered to us by a holy man who seems to be the conduit for these otherworldly beings. And these are the best ways to live life so that everybody stays happy and everyone stays productive. And we did an episode on Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it was a Christmas episode. And we talked about all the different iterations of Jesus and all the different lessons and all the different civilizations. And there's so talked about many, the Bible. So many. So many. And the Bible and the Torah and the, the Quran are all nearly the same yeah. in their message and yeah. their rules. So like, do you know the way uh, coming up to the same-sex marriage referendum they had this thing where it's like, in the Bible it says you're not allowed to get married, not allowed to lie with another man. And then the counterpoint to that is that it says like 12 more, it says that like 20 times in the Bible, but it says like 32 times in the Bible, you're not supposed to eat shellfish. So are we all going to stop eating shrimp and prawns? Well, it right? was only Good Friday last week and I had me a good fucking chicken and a good steak, so there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, delicious. we're not following the fucking rules. But the fact is, though, when you when you look at the practicalities of those yes. rules, yeah. in the Bible, it says don't a man cannot lay with a man. That's because you can't make babies. You, so you can't have a thriving civilization if you're not having loads of babies. Well, the fact that you've got right? a New Testament and an Old Testament, it's like... Oh, exactly. We, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. So I think the yeah. way the world is going now in but 2019, just, just to finish that, a newer New Testament. Yeah, the newest testament. The newest. But I just want to finish that because if I don't continue on that, I just sound like a bigot <laughs> who hates gay people. So a man, a man should not lay with another man. It's it's so that the fucking 
civilization shall propagate, right? Mm. You need extra people. You need more believers. That's why the Catholics were, were told, like, don't use contraception and don't get abortions because the Catholic Church needs bodies. We need more people. So if yous are all fucking, every time you have sex, you're going to be having babies because we need more, you know, more members to work and pay tithes to the church because we love money, right? Mm. So in the Bible, it also says, like, don't eat shellfish. You shouldn't eat shellfish. That's because in the place that the Bible was written, at the times it was written, they didn't have refrigeration. So, like, if you were eating shellfish, more than likely it was probably sitting in the sun. It had probably got some bacteria that had gone off and it make you sick. So, so these rules that we see as holy writ, as holy dogma from God, are really just, like, some lads sitting down and going, how are we going to get these stupid cunts not to eat prawns after leaving them out in the sun on a Friday. Do you know? Because like, that's why you're not supposed to have meat on a Friday, right? Because yeah, yeah, the yeah. meat that was there, the meat that was on a Friday had been in the fucking shop since Monday. So the stuff that you're not, you're not supposed to be selling. So it's past it. You have to fucking day, get it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, by Friday. And also, most people like rashers and sausages and they eat the kind of the cheaper meats, the offals and stuff like that. But the fellas who are selling fish maybe aren't selling as much. So if you are the Catholic Church, you put a load of money into into like fish and fish production, and then you make it illegal, or quote unquote illegal to eat uh, meat on a Friday, and then you make a load of money off a of fish. Do you yeah, know, it's it it's all sense. of these. It makes sense, man, uh, because I was always doing uh, yeah, cod as uh, a young man. I'd be like, I don't fucking want the cod, man. I want the fucking yeah. Steak. You know what I mean? Give me, give me, give me burgers. I don't not give that a fuck. I was given steak in fairness. I sound like a rich guy. Rich. No mother, I do not. I do not want to smoke salmon. Give me a fillet steak. I'll have nothing. My my grandfather used to say, "Far from steak, you are fucking reared on you little bollocks." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but no, you'd have coddle with shoelaces in it. Always coddle, man, and it's still the best. So <laughs> with the shoelaces, tastes like poverty and comfort. Throw the heel into it, and you're fucking. Yeah. Spot on, like, like Werner Herzog. <laughs> but no, it's true, and it's so true because, um, like when you look at at the concept of of, of religion, I mean, Zeitgeist is a great movie for people to watch. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You know, part part one, two, and three. If you can get through them, but part one especially um, is a hundred percent. I mean, it's accurate in its research as well. I'm sure you would agree. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot. A lot of the research is, is, I think, somebody clever looked at that stuff in a different way. You know, you had you had probably theologians or, or you know, holy like scholars of holy literature were able to go like, you know what? Let's let's fuck something up here because some really nice original ideas in Zeitgeist, yeah, uh, and Zeitgeist addendum as well. You know, that were showing the 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 animus of control that religion had over people and like the whole it's 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 basically like conspiracy 101 it's like the things that you think are things are are, are not f for that purpose at all yeah do you know yeah like like you know what, what why is the angelus still on the news like why why do we not why do we not walk under ladders like why you know all these kind of things that are you just don't do it and these guys these like guys guys just started asking like but why the best one is like the son, the son of God. Like, why they decided to have, um, why they decided to have Christmas on the twenty fifth of December? It's because the son 
uh, went on the, the on the winter solstice on the twenty second of December. It took three days from Jesus to rise. So three days after the twenty second is the twenty fifth, and that's why it's Christmas. Like that's fucking delicious, you know. <laughs> It's perfect, isn't it? Like it's 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 yeah yeah yeah. It's, like and what I love about it is like let's let's get into this now before we wrap up. Let's get into this. Um, okay. Let's get into this whole RTE fucking throwing the the big boy fucking moves out. Um, okay. And Ryan Tuberty with the oh I will not play any Michael Jackson on my show again. Big long. Oh, we're getting deep. We're getting yeah. yeah. Big long streak of piss there. Like wait, all of a sudden he's got like morals and shit, you know. Yet when fucking legitimate politicians come on his show, he can't answer questions. You know what I mean? Especially the shinners, you know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just going there because he's been proven before that he's full of shit and he's just a yes man, especially when real politicians were real and I'm not just saying the shinners it, it, uh, I'm not showing my hand here yeah. in any way shape or form I'm just saying that when people give him legitimate questions and I've always been a fan of Tuberty but until recently um, I thought the um, I thought the recent act of Orty and Tuberty by saying we will not play Michael Jackson music ever again was a bit it wasn't a smart move. And the reason I say that... It was a virtuous, it was a virtuous signal. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But if they want to be really virtuous, yeah. then let's... Uh, and I know people have... It's all over social media. All Everybody's using the same narrative. Well, then ban the Angelus and ban fucking... You know, look, it's not yeah. so long ago that we had a Pope over here that knew all about all sorts of abuse. And we, we cherished him like a god. We even put homeless people out of Phoenix Park just to make room for them. Yeah. And that's a fact. Um, so they, had, they had women who had been, uh, you know, like uh, ritually probably is the wrong word, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely abused by, by the power of the church who were then volunteering to wash the the garments of the hundreds of priests that were coming along. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'll wash it. And I, you know, I'll, I'll be there to fold and iron and do all, like offering their services for free. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. this church hates you, man. It's crazy, man. Like it's, it's to its core, so but yet they'll crazy. still give it love, you know? Oh man. Mm. It, like it, it bothers me and it does. And, and, and that's why kind of people listening now will know like when, you know, is, um, is annoyed. Like, you know what I mean? The, 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 the octave goes up a little bit. But it, it, it is true. It's it's so bad because, you know, we're we're looking at one documentary, okay? Yeah. That has two parts to it, and is made by a guy who has basically gone, uh, you know, off off record saying, "Yeah, I didn't seek any uh, any argument to the narrative. I just wanted to give these two guys their story," and when you actually dive in to the story. Man, there's so many holes, like so many holes. Yeah, I don't know if you want to go deep in it. Like you could, yeah, you could be there for deep. a while. Yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah, picking it apart. Yeah, yeah, like, I think so. <clears throat> you're saying about Toberty, right? Mm. So, like, he he's pretty much the flagship performer in RT. Of course, man. Anyone that's on the Late Late Show, he is. I mean, it was Kenny before yeah. him, and it was Gay before him. Yeah. So, so Toberty, Toberty's flagship, right? He's also like pretty involved in a lot of these topics. He gets a lot of the 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 big issues of the day. If some shit goes down, 
you know, uh, that person's on the Late Late Show that Friday, guaranteed, you know. He's had them all. Yeah. Um, I think RTE, in its essence, in its creation and in its management, are establishment to the core and their deference to certain, I guess, like uh, internal dogmas are based on the same prejudices and the same limitations that the Irish society at large are, are uh, restricted by. So RTE is definitely politically biased. Mm -hmm. They are mo most undoubtedly on the side of the church. And that's in no small part to the fact that there's like a law about blasphemy um, that you can't, you know, broadcast any blasphemous material. Now that's been overturned in a, in a recent referendum that that will be taken out of the Constitution. But the fact that the Constitution of Ireland itself was written in part by like a very powerful bishop who was able to in inflict his, his, you know, dogmatic um, agenda into the law of the country and then the national broadcaster has to abide by that. Not only that, but Ireland has possibly one of the most severe uh, defamation uh, uh, law sets of any country in the world you hear like libel and slander like all of that is gone since the defamation act uh 2010 i think and there's people from other countries that come here to sue cunts for saying shit about them because the irish courts will entertain that much more than they do in the uk and definitely in the us which has the first amendment that protects speech including hate speech yeah. so it's really only um kind of a a, a moral um uh, for anybody who's been silenced in America, it's more of a, a, a kind of a, a moral restriction than is a legal one. But in Ireland, it's definitely legal. Yeah. As far as Tuberty, Tuberty ban banning the Michael Jackson music, that's a fucking virtue signal. That's somebody who watched that documentary and who heard Wade Robson talk in detail about uh, suckling, you know, Michael Jackson's willy. I think, you know, if you're going to talk about that and it's legitimate, we do let's, that on the show. We did an episode. Let's actually talk about that, right? Because I, yeah. I watched part two, um, and I've, I've also yeah. went and looked at um, the rebuttals to that. The, the, on, on YouTube, and there's a lot, yeah. The, yeah, there is a lot. I mean, the guy, in his own words, I mean, for example, and this isn't just Ian Kelly talking here now and, and Gordon Rochford talking about our opinions. These, these are facts. Um, he's got scripture written. He's he's wrote a book, and he's almost contradicting himself on numerous occasions. Um, with time. Yeah, and in interviews on camera and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. on camera as well. And um, he said it wasn't about money. Yet he filed a one billion dollar lawsuit along with with his comrade. So if it's not about money, now, why would you file a one billion dollar lawsuit? Um, that, that's the thing, though, Ian. Like in in there is the fuel to. Uh, you know, fire uh, fire up any kind of cognitive dissonance or any kind of bias. Sure, yeah. If if you want if you want Michael Jackson to be innocent, you will find fault in Wade Robson. If you want Michael Jackson to be guilty, you will believe him without question. And that's for sure, yeah. That's yeah. that's the that's the kind of the the um the veracity of those statements is what we analyze on those Whereas conspiracy guys. Like we'll tell you both sides. Sitting on the fence. I'm literally coming from a guy sitting on the fence. Yeah. Right. I was a Michael Jackson fan as a kid, 100%. Most of us from our generation, Gordon, we all were. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We're all, we're all Michael Jackson fans. However, yep. do I, and this is what I will say because I mean, I have been attacked online 
for basically giving my opinion by saying that after watching the full series, I believe that the documentary was extremely one-sided. That's all I said. Yeah, absolutely. I did, I did not say that I thought Michael Jackson was innocent. Not one time have I said that Michael Jackson was innocent. Mm. However, the documentary is extremely one-sided, and from watching these two guys, I do not believe their story. I don't. Um, do I believe that Michael Jackson has possibly harmed people or kids in the past? I don't know. Nobody will ever know. And that's where I am on the fence. I do not know. Do I think it was weird that the guy was, was you know, inviting kids to his house and sleeping in his bed and stuff? Of course. He's a fucking weird guy, though. He's a, an know? extremely weird guy. Do I think that we need to go back into those conspiracy theory guys in the sense of the why. And I think the why is a big part of Michael Jackson because... Huge. In fact, probably the most important part. Um, a strange, strange yeah. childhood. But before I finish there, um, I just want to add, like, the, it's, it's, it, it, it's not... A, just because the SJWs nowadays decide that they don't like something, it doesn't mean that they have full control. There is mm. still a law in place that is innocent until proven guilty. And it is, and it has to be that way. It has to be that way well, in that's, some see, way, shape or form. Uh, I, I made a res New Year's resolution not to talk about it this year, but yeah. that's that's a f like a function of cultural cultural Marxism, cultural Bolshevism. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, ma it's mob rule. Like there's a, there's a you it know, is a, mob rule, yeah. A, you know they're they're digitally uh, calling for the assassination of Louis and Marie Antoinette yeah. at the drop of a hat. You know they're they're bringing out the digital guillotine, um, and a mob will you know execute people if they feel that they have done wrong. So the only way to combat that is to it's demonstrate your virtue and demonstrate how how good you are as a person so that they won't do that to you and hope that they don't go back into your Twitter feed and find something out of context where you say some fucking wild shit and then they're like, do you know that he said this and they're the, they're the beliefs that he holds and then they'll go and attack the people that, you know, give you money at their your advertisers or your 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 Patreon people, or you, they'll go and attack the platforms that you're on and say, Twitter, are you going him to say this, or you know, YouTube, are you going to allow yeah, him yeah. to broadcast this, yeah. and get you demonetized, deplatform you, and it's all stuff from like um, uh, manufacturing consent. Yeah. And Noam Chomsky wrote about it, like in the eighties, where did. it's like that's that yeah. that's where they're going to fucking hit you, man. They'll just they take away, they'll delegitimize your message and take away your means of listen, means of there will funding. Be people listen to this show, and I know when they get to this stage of the show, nearly two hours in, they'll say, "Ah, oh, in Dynamo, I don't like your 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 views on this," and blah blah blah, and that's fine. But not once have I said yeah or nay. What I am saying is, yeah, there is still the discussion is important. Exactly, and the discussion is extremely yeah. important. Michael Jackson has been proven innocent by a court of law with extremely, extremely aggressive district attorneys, and you know yourself, district attorneys in the United States of America can fucking kill you. Um, yeah, i.e., um, making a murder is a perfect example. Do you know what I mean? I don't know the full ins and outs, but it it, it yeah. is. So, if, you know, all these little stories that people like to tell, oh, well, he had these little bells that were in his room, and if you were on your way to the room, you know, he'd find out. Listen, 
the guy was clean as a whistle when it came to um you know the house being searched and 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 you know yeah. it, it it was almost like Jim Carrey coming in this house is clear do you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what it was like yeah they found they found one they found one uh, apparently they found one art book Okay. Uh, it's like one of these coffee coffee table books, and in the art book there was like a painting of some children frolicking in a field, and they were nude, and that was that uh, that made the front page. Where it's like Michael we'll Jackson. Go back to the Catholic Church, picture. and angels all had their little penises. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly, it was an art book. To, it's a coffee table book that's on hundreds of of coffee tables all across America, Absolutely. across the world, of famous paintings. Yeah. But they needed to fucking it was it was they needed to to confirm their bias. They needed to. To nail him to the wall. Look, man, when you're talking about stuff like Michael Jackson, you have to look at people who are actually doing shit like this. You know, we did an episode on Jimmy Savile, and that lad was deep in some fucking dark people, shit. People are trying that went, to confirm. People are actually. Do you know what I got today? Yeah. I'm sorry to cut across you, Gordon. I yes, all right. got, I got that today. I got a message on my own personal um, social media today by saying Jimmy Savile was innocent with that little emoji where it's like the question and emoji. With the hand on the chin, as if yeah. like he just made like a super valid point, and I just went, "Your point is, this is a different story, dude." That's like See? you know. So as soon as you make a claim about another human being, that automatically yeah. um, goes back. You know, it, 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 it's 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 a case by case basis, and that's there's so many there's so many elements here though that that like <clears throat> my my head is buzzing. I'm I'm about to do when we when we hang up on on this show. I'm yeah, about yeah, to do a live chat on Michael way, Jackson. So my for listeners, yeah, yeah, you can go and listen to so it's on it'll be on the YouTube channel. You know, you won't be able to join in, but you can watch all the match shit and yeah. loads of people coming out to talk about it. Like everyone has watched this documentary. We did an episode on Michael Jackson. We are having a few technical summer. difficulties here. Uh, I do apologize. Uh, well, I wanted uh, to focus yep. on was not the sexual assault. We are, we are having a few things. technical more difficulties here. It was more on his here, life uh, and death and his upbringing and the relationship that he had with the other brothers and sisters and the relationship he had with his parents, which was um so we are having a few technical difficulties here i do uh do apologize that's okay we i i can cut this out we're not recording now so i can cut this bit out i just want to make sure the recordings go up i'm still recording it's okay it's no problem um uh we're recording here on this side on this show anyway we are it's uploading progressively we're good no no basically what you were saying. so hold on i'll pre- I press go on this and we can continue on hang on one sec Okay. This is Lloyd podcasting at his best, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go now. So, basically, like we did an episode of Michael Jackson last summer, yeah. and yeah. I wanted to focus on his life and the relationships he had in his life, like the people that he dealt with, how how he was how he was brought up, and it was super violent and super abusive. And you know, when they were on tour, like doing like the, what was called the Chitlin Circuit, which is like all the pubs and clubs around the area in Indiana, like and they went as far as Chicago and. Yeah, they'd bring him around and and throw the like Jackson 
the Jackson Five were doing gigs in fucking strip clubs, man, with fucking big sweaty tits being banged around the place and lads getting wanks in the corner. And then they go to some seedy hotel and they'd all uh, uh, get in the bed. And uh, uh, Marilyn and uh, Michael were the youngest, and they'd be put in the bed. And like Jermaine, apparently, was a fucking hound dog. He was he was mad for the for the he rod. Loved and he loved that that pillow. Lo- yeah, loved it, man. He was all about it, and he was getting his ro- get his ride every night, like and did bring him back to the hotel room and he'd be like, Michael, face the corner, look away, like bury your head in the, in the pillow or whatever and cover your ears and he fucking lashed the hoop off of these young ones and then later on, you know, you had people, you had people who were your sexual partners and Michael who said that like when I showed him my breasts and I, t- and I t- you know, I took off my dress and I showed him my naked body, he squealed and turned over and put his head into the pillow and covered his ears. And I was like, that's that's some fucking like sex abuse stuff there. Like his dad bedded with an inch of his life. Uh, all through his life, he like Conrad Murray, his doctor came out and said that he was chemically castrated at have eight or seen, nine years uh, of age. Have you heard the interview and the phone? Um, there's a couple of clips. Suck my socks. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Yeah, that's, I heard that's, it, man. That's a really and, and I'll tell you one thing. I, I depending on what way you look at it. I think that's a really prevalent um, piece of audio to listen to, purely because you kind of get to know Absolutely. what kind he of person. Absolutely, just wanted was. friends. Yeah, he wanted genuine people, and it's so hard. So, I mean, yeah. if your your whole life in the spotlight, man, there's nothing genuine. There's not you can put your hand on and say this is real. Everybody was out for something, and it seemed that the innocence of children, the naivety, or the 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 kind of the um, he could fit that narrative. He could. He could get in. Yeah. Yeah. The un, the un, the unneeded kind of adulation that uh, needed. They didn't need to love him. They just did. They had no ulterior. Like the kids weren't going in and going to fight, be friends with him. I get all the stuff. Yeah, and he's like, ah, okay, well, I love you as well. Because adults, apologies for a pedophile, and, and the taking down of Michael Jackson is, is now, um, it's part of a bigger uh, obfuscation, right? What's so the there's name, a Harvey Weinstein documentary. The supposed to, what's the name of the company? Which company? The company that the doctor worked for, that the, basically the estate went against. And it was AG, I, don't know. I believe. Um, and, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they basically said, we are going to get you back, basically. In, in, in a nutshell. Yeah, because, well, that, you see, and that, that as well, like, when Michael was alive, like, the, the This Is It tour, the insurance scam around that, the, 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 the refunds on the tickets. And then before that even, like, you know... Um, some people say that Michael faked his death because he had to like take a, take a four hundred million dollar bath. Like Elvis, <laughs> uh, yeah, just like Elvis, disappear and get rid of your debts or whatever. Yeah. Like this stuff that's coming out now is based on a super deep, um, a super deep conspiracy against Michael Jackson's estate, I against so. his character, and against his memory. That's what I think. I and think so, these yeah. guys were the closest people to him. They stood up in court and defended him ad nauseum. There's like two dozen other kids who Michael had a very personal relationship with who said not never happened to be. Jordy Chandler, one of the big ones, and, and also Co- Corey uh, Feldman. Corey Feldman, yeah, and Corey Feldman yeah. is very, very. Um, uh, I suppose very supportive of the Me Too campaign, 
And if Corey yeah. Feldman felt that it was Michael Jackson was in any way, shape, or form capable of that, guaranteed he would use that. Of course, man. Sure, Corey Feldman put out a fucking uh, an Indiegogo for ten million dollars to make a movie about exposing Hollywood pedophiles. Yeah. Like that lad saw his his best make it fucked up the arse by Charlie Sheen behind t- two trailers, and he was He's like, "Okay, that's yeah. why." He, apparently, so yeah, that's that's yeah, what I they say. That. Yeah, and yeah. I know, yeah, yeah. Corey Haim, like, and Corey Haim did a lot of heroin and then fucking killed himself, and Corey Feldman had to watch it happen, and he's like, "These guys are." evil and the biggest problem in Hollywood is paedophilia and I think that there's a whole lot of people using dead Michael Jackson as a scapegoat not only that not only that but think about this think about think about this flip this one on your head right you ready so Michael Jackson out there in the public eye as a beloved figure Mm -hmm. accused of being a paedophile and now salacious and graphic being made against him in a now viral documentary where everybody gets to know what he did and still people will believe that he is innocent that's planting the seed of uh, doubt in a lot of people's mind who really loved him it's like um, and how could he do that even though we've heard what he did I still don't believe it and there's a seed of doubt around that like is it is it so bad you know and apparently online they're saying what What's trying to be done is that they're trying to soften the blow for paedophilia and for the likes of Jeffrey Epstein. You've heard of Jeffrey Epstein? Yes, there's been he, a he ran, ring for he, a long time in, 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 um, in, yeah. in, in the elite, yeah. And the Clintons are allegedly involved and you have like loads of high-powered politicians yeah. and businessmen all involved. And they fly on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, the Lolita Express and all this stuff. There's a documentary supposed to be coming out about Harvey Weinstein and... Uh, there was there was submissions the way it got submitted to the Sundance Festival was kind of questionable, and like all of the confluence of all of these things same like today, today uh, uh, there was an announcement that they're going to unseal indictments around Jeffrey Epstein and and this massive paedophile ring. There was uh, the Nexium cult, your one from Smallville, and all these ones that got like these brand tattoos on their fannies. They're all part of this Nexium cult, which is like a sex cult that, that take people in and indoctrinate them like a religion, and then end up you know, having a harem of, of of sex slaves, basically. Like, there's so much stuff going on. Why not throw a Michael Jackson into the mix? Like, in the last three weeks, YouTube has come under fire for this massive, under-the-wire uh, paedophile activity in the comments on videos with kids in it. So what happens is the paedophiles will put up a, a challenge, like, the fruit pastilla lolly challenge or they put up uh, the yoga challenge, right? Where you have to do a yoga pose and have your legs spread. And all the kids then put up loads of YouTube videos of them doing that challenge. And then all the pedos go in and they comment and put time codes in when the little girls have their legs spread so you can see up their shorts. And the lads will put in like one minute, 41 seconds, squirty emoji, squirty emoji, eggplant me. And you're like, you fucking dirty bastards. Yeah, yeah. Some lad put it up on youtube hey if you're like me and you're a fan of your wrestling merch and your mma merch and your boxing merch there's only one place i go and that is wrestling mania that's right wrestling mania is located at the top floor of dublin st stephen's green shopping center it's your one-stop shop for all your wrestling mma and boxing needs it's ireland's only dedicated pro wrestling shop and carries all the latest wrestling mma and boxing merch including brands like wwe and UFC and Ring of Honor and much much more and hey if they don't have it in there they can get it if you 
don't see what you want and you know something that you do want, well, the guys in the shop can get it in for you and get this. If you can't make it into the shop, they'll send it to you. That's right. They will actually deliver it to your house. So if you want your wrestling, MMA or boxing hookup, go to Wrestling Mania located once again at the top floor of Dublin St. Stephen's Marine Shopping Center. Go check them out on Facebook. So it's Wrestling Mania on Facebook. You'll be able to drop them a mail. Very responsive, very appreciative, and also very welcoming and accommodating. Wrestling Mania for all your wrestling, MMA, and boxing needs. Go right now. They had people dressed up like they were doing gangbangs on Elsa. Uh, mad shit. And it was all showing up in YouTube Kids. And all the, ki like the kids were... You know the way when you have the, the, the child is on the iPad or whatever and the, the recommended videos, they just keep rolling and rolling and rolling. Yeah. And they had fucking like mad Disney characters and Marvel characters all fucking each other and like Peppa Pig coming out and, and having like, you know, uh, uh, an enema or having an abortion. Like Peppa Pig gets pregnant and they do an abortion on her or something. Like fucking mad as shit. Look up Elsa Gate on YouTube yeah. and you'll see some of the mad shit that was on it. So like, that was all allowed to be up there. That was all allowed to be monetized. The newest ones were to have loads of pedophile videos. They're up there. They're allowed to be monetized. There's pedos in the comments going, oh, nice legs on like a seven-year-old doing a crab walk as part of some challenge. Or there's two little girls and they're eating a, a fruit pastel lolly and licking it and sucking it. And the fucking lads are putting in like time codes going, this is the best bit. And you're like, what else would you be doing only wanking to that? You fucking dirty bastards. Yeah, so exactly. like there's a whole... There's a whole thing out there now that's trying to muddy the waters around paedophilia and the acceptance of somebody who could have paedophilic intention but not act on it. And there's yeah. a movement now, Ian, called the Virtuous Paedophile Movement. Yes. And I talked about this in the Jimmy Savile episode. Yeah, I've listened to that on the John Wayne Gacy episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that these guys are coming out going like, you know, I have these predilections but I'll never act on them and we should be they're trying to wheedle their way into the LGBT community uh, and be a sexual proclivity and people are going no you fucking weirdos that's no. not how it rolls it's not a and then they bring out this Michael Jackson thing they bring out this no it's, it's, they bring out this Michael Jackson thing then which then splits society down the middle where some people are like well I've heard Wade Robson say these very graphic things with no emotion but behind I still, his fucking none. claims. None. That was I my mean, biggest thing. My biggest thing is I'm a big fan of psychology. I'm not a psychologist mm. at all. I have yeah. no... Sofa job like myself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, Look, if, if, if people can be couch football fans and couch coaches, well then I deserve yeah. to be able to say I can be a couch uh, psychologist. Psychologist, absolutely. Because I looked at the fucking show man and the guy is squeezing the tears it's like the worst acting ever and you're going dude I don't believe a thing you're saying to me right now I, I don't I'm not emotionally invested in it I can't like I mean I, I you know I know of abuse I know of abuse I know of it I'm not saying it was uh, and yet it's my sense yeah yeah it, it, it's just crazy man it's um it's 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 I look at it and I go wow, and the two stories are almost too similar. It was like they got together and said, yeah, yeah. yeah he liked his nipples to be pinched, and uh, he liked this. It's to not even. Over. It's not even that they got together. 
It's not even they got together and said it. Do you know what it is like? It's like it's like that they read like a whole bunch of other transcripts from court documents about well, there was kids a director of the show giving surely, testimony. No. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about the um, the book that was that was written? Uh, Michael Jackson is my lover, and it was by this guy called Gutierrez, who yeah. basically made, made like uh, according to a video I watched and and wrote it as some kind of like fan fiction uh, where the kid was doing all this stuff to Michael Jackson and because it was done in other uh, sexual relationships between uh, adults and children victims would read it and go yeah 100% like that that that's what that's what they do here with like people who have suffered a Sexual predators, groom, which you know, if going to jail, and they, and it was power. Um, there was grooming involved, and not as much as you would have to with like a man in a van with sweets. This is Michael Jackson. The kids loved him anyway, so like there wasn't that much of a push. And the fact that he was sleep, sleeping in the room, like there's these there's these misnomers and misunderstandings. Like Michael Jackson lived in a his 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 room, as he calls it in Neverland, is like a fucking apartment. It's, like a hotel suite and it yeah, has like a load of beds in, fucking... in the bed like yeah that's the thing so like when you say he stayed in my room like he stayed in my room and we play games and it's like oh that's like going uh you know you have a big ass fucking suite in a hotel and it's like do you want to stay in my hotel room and like you could be sleeping on the couch and you're 60 feet away there's a double bed the families used to stay in the room in Michael Jackson because he had like a duplex inside Neverland like no one's going to stay in the whole uh, the whole you know the whole property isn't going to be filled up and he said he had all these guest suites so there was different suites and the ma in the documentary was like oh yeah that's my favourite suite to stay in at Neverland like that's such and such a thing and you're like <sighs> Michael and the young lad basically had a duplex apartment to themselves yeah and they'd hang out and cook and, and have food brought to them and play and do all that stuff. And there was extra beds in the place for the kid to stay in. So when he says he's dead in my room, what people think in their heads, because it's been drilled into us from the 90s, is, is wacko jacko's a pedo. Do you know? From the time we were like 11 or 12, we're nearly the same age. 11 or 12, wacko jacko's a pedo. And there was all the jokes we made in school and all this stuff like, hey, you know, like you get one of the young lads in first year or something, you'd be like, hey, do you like Michael Jackson? And they'd be like, no. It's like, well, he'd love you. Like, you know, this kind of stuff. But making jokes about fucking having sex with kids and all. That was the way the young lads would go on. It was a known thing. It's been going on for 30 years nearly. And now this is just a further confirmation and a, a like a resurgence of these They're rumors. Running with it because it's easy because you've got the likes of Oprah Winfrey and you know let's be honest, Oprah Winfrey is one of the people with the biggest agenda on the planet purely because I think she, so. She knows, man. She's a piece of shit. Like I mean, she is a piece of work. I mean, Harvey Weinstein. I reserve. I reserve judgment friends. on Oprah. I res- yeah. I reserve judgment on Oprah. I, I'm still looking into it. But definitely her connections with Weinstein. Well, she's and, dodgy, and man. She's definitely kind of dodgy. I'm not going to say for fact, but she's definitely fucking... She she suits her own needs, I find. Um, but you definitely look into it and you come back to me because I, I guarantee you'll find no. some shady shit. There's um, n- she has an agenda, yeah. Yeah, definitely an agenda, man. I'm definitely going to... I think... 
yeah, yeah, we're going to have to do another show on this. Like in this, uh, this coach, we will. We will. Last we will. year, we the will. year before, um, he he had this court case thrown out the year before last. He didn't get any money. They went no. And then this documentary comes out. This is his payday. This is the payday that he was angling for. He's getting it now with this HBO doc. He's getting all these interview appearances. He's getting his book deal. He's getting all this stuff. Because he saw everybody else get money. He saw Jordy Chandler get money. He saw Gavin Arviso get money. And he didn't get any. And he was, I think, from watching the documentary, insanely jealous that he was replaced as Jackson's, like, partner or whatever. That's, that's, um, that's the... I, I think he had the infatuation. That's the, I think that's so. The feeling I get. And I mean, your man, Safechuck, or whatever his name was. Um, yeah. Uh, he is... He has, James Safechuck. He has no emotion whatsoever. Like, I mean... Yeah. He's holding... But people like, say that, though. They've analysed the video and said that that's what people who suffer sexual abuse, that's how they just... When they're retelling the story, that's how they do it. They don't do it with, like... Yeah. They don't feel the emotions again no, when they're telling it. They tell it in a real... But, but yeah, I mean, I'm he, saying that's the analysis, like... But he had a failed career as well. And then he's holding all yeah. these rings from this apparent paedophile. And he's like, I don't even like looking at these rings. Why'd you bring them out then? And why do you still have them in your home? Well, I think... The most telling part of all, and I'm a cynic when it comes to this kind of shit, because it is virtue signaling, is at the end, in the end credits, you see Wade Robson burning all the Michael Jackson memorabilia, as if to say, non-verbally, like, if I was doing this for the money, why wouldn't I just sell all this stuff? That was weird to me. Trying too hard, like. Yeah, that felt weird, and and not unlike Ryan Tuberty, which is what got us down this rabbit hole. He is virtue signaling now too. He wants to be seen to be on the right side of history. Uh, he he on the late, late show is very much a virtuous person, and he tries to you know pander to the public. And because he's he's RTE number one, he's you know numero uno over there, and he has to be seen to be on the right side of history. The fact that they're not playing any Michael Jackson music. I'm like, you're, that's so, that's so, like, subjectively wrong. Can we play, like, it's not about the music, play, it's not about the uh, songs. Can we play Say Say Say, because that has Paul McCartney, though. <laughs> the girl is mine. The boy is mine. No, give him back, he's mine. I paid for him. <laughs> but, but it, it, just, it just seems like, uh, they tried to do that with Weinstein's move. Like, if you fucking took everything, uh, like, Think about how little would be on the BBC if you deleted everything that Jimmy Savile had a hand in ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, the best person you know I mean? in the world to ever come out against the BBC was Johnny Rotten. And uh, basically and they kicked him out for it. in the 70s and they, yeah. fucking, they chucked him. I mean, that's why I kind of laugh. Like when the BBC have an opinion on something, I'm saying, dude, yeah. you guys as a company shouldn't even be yeah. in existence anymore. That's the thing. And they are. And I think that Right now, it's cool to not like Michael Jackson. It's the same with R. Kelly. Like, they took his songs off Spotify and everything. And I think, like, if he's going through a court case at the moment, it, like, R. Kelly is not off the hook. Lee. Michael Jackson absolutely is. And he went through two yeah, big court R. cases and was nearly kinda, bankrupted there, there him. Was a couple of, there was a couple of bits and pieces there with R. Kelly that did indict him, though. No? Yeah. And, and I'm, what I'm saying is, Without going down to the R. Kelly rabbit hole, no, like, we're definitely not. There is there. still, there's still an ongoing procedure, a legal, legal, let, let it, uh, you let know, it play procedure. Out, let it play out, yeah. But Mike, but Michael Jackson has been proven twice in court to be innocent. The twice. people who are now accusing him stood up in court, stood up in court twice and defended him. So, like, 
all of like all things being equal, right? And I finish with this because I, I like I, I get mad <laughs> when I talk about this. Yeah, stuff. I'm getting mad like, too. Yeah, you are. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to criticize something if they have the human shield of think about the children, right? So you're not allowed to talk about anything to do with kids, right? Yep. Sandy Hook got Alex Jones kicked off the internet, right? Yeah. You can't talk about Stoneman Douglas High School getting shot up and David Hogg. David Hogg was talking shit to people on Twitter and anyone that replied to him, it was seen as harassing a minor and they got kicked off Twitter. So all you had to yeah. do was reply. Like, you can't talk about uh, any of the kids uh, around, you know, these um, cults, these sex cults and religious sex cults. You're not allowed to investigate that to go, well, who was, who was over there? Who was over at the sex cult? Who was looking like, at it? You can't it. tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was looking at it? Who was involved in it? Can we yeah. can we talk about it more? No, you're not allowed to talk about it because there's kids involved. You have to keep their names all all secret, and I understand that. Like Charlie Sheen's a cool guy. Yeah, we all love Charlie Sheen. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. But it's yeah, it's pretty apparent. If there's something going on, we have to discuss it. They have to discuss it. Gotta be discussed. And it's not being discussed, Ian. No, like they're not. They're they're using they're using the fact that like you, you, something weird happened at Sandy Hook. Yeah, something weird happened at Sandy 100%, Hook, and you're, and you're not. But you're, if we even talk about this, it'll get stricken off of YouTube and stricken off of everywhere. You're not even allowed to talk about it well, because they're using the memory of these children as a shield of good taste, quote unquote good taste, to say if you do that. Like I got banned off YouTube twice. Yeah, I got banned from live stream and I got two content strikes, two like community guideline strikes. Just for having the episode up, and it was up for like nearly three years before I got the first ban. Yeah, and I was banned for ninety days, and then I said, "No, fuck that," and I put it up again, and immediately, like within twenty minutes, I got banned again for yeah. another ninety days. And Joe like, Rogan decided to bring Alex Jones back on his show just to talk about it, and you can understand yeah. people look at uh, Alex Jones. Listen, I, I mean, I don't know Alex Jones personally, neither do you, so forget about what way his personality is. But you're looking yeah. at Alex Jones. Acting like a fucking crazy man. Because this shit has happened to him 20 million times more than it had happened yeah. to you and me. Do you know what I mean? Also, so also, he's playing up to that. If everyone thinks he's crazy and he acts crazy, he gets more people watching. Exactly there was more people watching. He knows what he's Exactly happened. what he's doing. There's he's more people watching that live, that Joe Rogan live show than, than any other one before it. People were watching that live. I was getting texts from people, and they were going, "Man, you got to talk about on Dynamos, doesn't he? You got to talk about Alex yeah. Jones on on um, Joe Rogan." And I was like, "Well, I'm watching the show," and they were like, "Yeah, you got to talk." And then the guys at the end they were like, "Yeah, you want to go and get some steaks?" <laughs> like, yeah, because they're going no, to go out and talk about that shit yeah, after. Do you, do you like Eddie Bravo showed up halfway through and put Alex Jones in a headlock, and Alex Jones was like. Ah, oh, come on, Bravo! We gotta, gotta talk about the flat Earth, and he's screaming, and Eddie Bravo's playing the fucking devil's advocate, yeah. and Alex Jones is screaming, and at the end of it, Eddie Bravo goes, "I was only messing just to see what you'd say," and he's like, "Oh, well, look at me going mental is going to make a great clip. Yeah. They're going to clip the shit out yeah. of that. It's that's, going to make loads of gifts, exactly. and lo and behold, it has. And Those who knows three boys that boys are in it together? Listen, I am under no illusions that Joe Rogan, yeah. I'm sure, has been told many a time." Be careful, kid, what you say. Yeah. Do you know? And that's why Joe Rogan sometimes pleads the fifth, you know? Um, yeah. It's understandable, I guess. I mean, he's, he's not going to come down one side or the other. He didn't ask uh, Jack Dorsey from Twitter. He didn't ask such probing questions. And he got 
massive backlash. What did that result in? The second most viewed uh, live stream within seven days. He had Alex Jones on the yeah. Thursday night, yeah, yeah. and then the next Wednesday he had uh, Tim Pool and Jack Dorsey and uh, Vijay Gaddy, yeah. who's the trust and safety yeah. head of trust and safety at Twitter. Like that's some week, man. Some well, that's some well, that's week of guests. And like, don't forget, Joe Rogan changed his stance on the moon landings too. Like, so yeah, I mean. You would, you would do. Like, the amount of stuff that he knows and the amount of people that he talks to, it's not like he changed it because he's a CIA shill. No, he no. changed it because he was informed better. But yeah, the fact exactly. that, uh, going back to the exactly. kids, go back to the kids thing. Like, you can't talk about these things if they Think have kids the involved. Yeah, yeah. He, like, please, take out the children. Like, you can't even talk about Jimmy Savile properly. Ian, By the way, can I, because, Gordon, you got to say it right, though, just before we do. The children. Well... Oh, the children, the children of the world. The children of the world. You, I love the children of you the can't world. Ta- you can't talk about Jimmy Savile properly online. No one will have me on to talk about Jimmy Savile on a news thing. Like, Jimmy Savile's story is dead pretty much, right? Because of like what it's linked to. Yeah. It's linked... It's it's linked to Operation U Tree and a whole load of British politicians. Man, of course. And Westminster it's Queen. It's is all into... Prince Charles, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't talk about that shit, man. And it's because of the children. Well, I'll bring you back on and we'll talk about it because to be honest with you, I don't care if people want to come out to Fingless in Dublin and um, challenge (laughs) me on on these these Well, that's the... See... That's the beauty of podcasting because you actually can talk about it on a podcast. Uh, There is no overarching, uh, you know, system in place where you can complain to somebody and get somebody kicked off. Like, there's no, it's not like this is a radio station and you can come in and say, like, get him kicked off the air. It doesn't work like that. Podcasting is its own beast. And that's why, you know, I love doing what I'm doing in the format that I'm doing it like who the fuck would ever believe that you'd have a podcast seven hours long and people that listen to it never mind hundreds of thousands of people would listen to it well that's it dude and I'm not quite at the hundreds of thousands yet but I mean you you are are definitely my um, one of my inspirations and and, and like I say um, having especially being a guy from from Ireland as well I mean what what you're doing is, is absolutely incredible um, Thanks, dude. It's no, no, hundred percent. I mean it. Like you're an inspiration to me. As I said, I'm I'm learning it as I go along. And today, like talking about this stuff is really, really cool. Um, being able to kind of—it's good to talk about it. It is. It is. It is. And yeah. I think um, I think more people should have a platform to kind of speak their minds. A lot of people just have opinions, and their opinions are shut mm. down. And it's it's kind of a case where you're going. Mm. However, I do encourage people to go and and listen to those conspiracy guys, like conspiracy those conspiracy guys dot com. Literally, the archive is unbelievable. Uh, everybody loves a conspiracy. But so five five hundred hours plus of stuff over one hundred and sixteen episodes, I think. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 incredible. Um, it's one of my favorite shows personally to listen to. I mean, people like to listen to Joe Rogan for three and four hours as well. Um, yeah, it, it's not too the same. I mean, we don't have we don't have the great guests that Joe Rogan has, but we do have a lot of great information, and it comes in a friendly, kind of non-judgmental, non-dogmatic, exactly. unpatronizing way, where we're just like, "Come here, man, let's fucking have a chat about this." And there's dick jokes and impressions and a bit of comedy. Yeah. It's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing all right, like until like I it's guess, not so serious. It's not so fucking it's serious. Not so serious. Well, <laughs> listen, I want you to plug everything now where people can find you. 
um, what they can do uh, to help support the show. Yeah, we're on all the social media. Uh, you'll find most of the stuff at thoseconspiracyguys.com. We have like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the fucking usual places. We have a Reddit uh, as well if you want to anonymously say shitty things, which is primarily what it's used for, I think, at the moment. Uh, we have a Discord server where you can interact one-on-one -on -one with me and all the rest of the people. Uh, Discord is like a, a kind of a chat room job, uh, yeah. if you haven't heard of it before. It's a really good app, and um, there's a great community of people in there with 1,500 people. And uh, we have a Patreon page if you want to get some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. But you have to be a fan of the show first, I guess, to go on Patreon. Uh, but most of all, like, uh, there's a reason why we're top of the charts in Spotify at the moment. Like, we're 100 and today we're 148 in the US charts. We are 61st in the Spotify US charts, and we're in the top 10 in both on the Irish charts. Yeah. Um, uh, perpetually like we're never out of the top 10 yeah, in the UK or Ireland it's consistent yeah it's yeah. it's up there the whole time Apple is a little bit different but we're still up in the top 100 um, uh, pretty much most of the time in Ireland uh, England as well and in the top 200 in the US like out of 660,000 podcasts you know a, a little tubby lad from Wexford is talking about conspiracy theories online and you're getting into the top 100 in the American charts and Spotify like there's something to it people want to talk about this stuff they want to have these conversations these yeah. ideas are knocking around people's heads yeah. and I think nowadays with the internet with podcasts and YouTube and the vast amount of information that people can get at themselves there needs to be a more kind of a discerning um, a, a, like a discerning broadcast done about this information yeah. rather than uh, a, Wik a Wikipedia version or, you know, uh, Hitler's henchmen on the History Channel was as good as we had it back <laughs> in the day. Uh, now you have people going, like, you can have uh, all these different opinions and all these different sets of analysis about all these different topics. So I think if you want to get all this information in a funny, friendly manner, in a roundtable conversation with Ireland's best uh, entertainers, comedians, and content producers, um, and have a laugh about it, try and get into your fucking head, yeah. And have a think and try to understand the world. Doseconspiracyguys.com or check it out on any podcast app. Come over for the gas and uh, we'd be glad to have you. Yeah, and hopefully I'll be on one of them at some stage. Oh, fingers crossed, man. I'll be back from America in September slash October and uh, we'll have a whole other season eight session. True crime episodes, uh, fucking loads of shit. If true crime is... I'm your man. We do, yeah, we might do a, we might do a dammer or we might do a... Pick your favourite. Uh, my favourite? I don't have a favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone every has a favourite. Might have done it already. But, uh... Again. That guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, man. <laughs> no, uh, no, listen, it's a super, super pleasure to have you on um, the show. Yeah, it's great to be on. It's, Thanks, man. Yeah, and it's been a learning curve for me, too. Um, I know you are about to do an, a really, really amazing show on uh, Michael Jackson now as well. So in moments, in moments. So yes, um, I encourage people to, as I said, check out your show and uh, support the show. It it is, in my opinion, the best podcast out there. So, um, Gordon, thank Thanks, you man. so much, sir. Thanks, Ian.